Internet Studios World Headquarters in Spring, Texas. It's Barry on Deck, hosted by former ESPN Houston radio host and stand-up comedian Barry Laminat, starring Oliver the Cat. Written by Barry Laminat. Produced by Barry Laminat. Directed by, you guessed it, Barry Laminat. Featuring sports, entertainment, special guests, film sessions, and some drinking. Okay, a lot of drinking. Viewer discretion is advised. And now, here's your host, Barry Laminak. What's up, you damn dirty dickheads? Welcome to Barry on Deck. I am your host, Barry Laminak. Thank you guys for being here. Today is Thursday, draft day, bitches. April 27th, 2023. Oh, this hat is so crooked. And this is episode number five. Shit, I don't even know. What did it say? Where's my rundown? What the hell? What is happening? Uh, this is episode 648 of Barry on Deck. Yo, Homer Astros fan. Thank you for the other bitch, buddy. Yo, this hat is entirely too small for my head. Look, look, look how small this thing is. This hat is old too. Like this is, this is vintage 2003 ish era. That, that's too small. We're gonna need. We need to get a different uh, Texan hat. Here's a flex fit. That's a little better. This is still old school. Yeah, it's whatever. I'm trying to show love to my team. It feels so weird to say that about the Texans. Not going to lie, though. Uh, super excited the draft is here. Can't wait to see what goes down and uh, what happens. It's going to be a good time, fun time. So I'm looking forward to it. I hope you're ready for the draft. Uh, what are your draft plans? How are you going to watch tonight? What are you going to do? I want to know. Put it in the chat. Uh, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to fire me up a stogie stogue on the back porch. I'm going to make me. I got to go to the liquor store, I guess. I'm literally out of anything but rye whiskey in this house. I have no just drinking whiskey for like old fashions and Diet Coke. I don't want to mix rye. I usually just drink rye straight, although some of you have validated that you can absolutely make an old-fashioned with uh, rye whiskey, but I kind of, I had Four Roses small batch, and it was really good, and now I'm out of that, so I'm going to, uh, I'm going to fix that, and I'm going to uh, run to the store before the draft starts, uh, hopefully, I'll, I'll get that done in time, uh, busy show, don't forget today is Thursday, it's my Friday, um, your Thursday or some of your Fridays, or if it's your CC, it's uh, vacation. Most days of the week is vacation for CC. Uh, where is she going this time? By the way, I asked in the chat and she didn't say, I didn't see her response. Uh, but yeah, I, I, she didn't, she never said where she was going. And, uh, that's, I'm always curious. I want to know. So, uh, let me know. Uh, we talked about the issue. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm finishing up my slides here. Good to go. Um, hard drop said yesterday was my Friday. Hell yeah, baby. Uh, all right. So I'm super excited about the draft just because I kind of want to see what happens. Not just the, the, the Texans, um, 
you know, what their pick, but what, what happens afterwards. And I've got some different scenarios. I'm sure you've heard about it. If you listen to sports talk radio, um, none of this will be groundbreaking or anything like that, but we'll go over it. We'll cover it. It is my duty to please that booty. Okay. Um, so yeah, we're gonna, we're gonna get into all that. Damn it. I forgot to take my Adderall. This might be a rough show. Lord, I apologize. Now, I took one this morning, but I swear I was going to start taking an Adderall for the show. What does that say? Clarence said at Big Balls, or Reyes said at Barry Show. What? I don't know what that means. Oh, at my show. Oh, uh, Hop Scholar. This show. <laughs> like a Reyes coming through in the clutch. You mean this show, Chris Reyes? You mean this show where tickets are still available? You get to see some of the world's best comedians. Right here in Spring, Texas, it's always a fun time, and um, it's always a good time. And Reyes comes out, and Robert Likes Beer comes out, and we've had Celio come out. We've had a ton of people. Walt and Sydney have been in the house before. Matt Poche comes out. Mark G has been there. Christy. Uh, the list goes on and on. Uh, 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 Seven One Three Hooligan came out. All that. Like there's this. Uh, the, I I would be remiss, and I'm gonna miss names. I'm sure, but I'm telling you, it's a fun time. Look, Reyes is in the chat. I don't think Robert likes beer is here. He doesn't show up much anymore because of work. But for those of you that have been to a Hop Scholar comedy night, just vouch for it in the chat. Just vouch for it in the chat. Guarantee you, uh, it's one of the better times you'll have for the price and the comics and everything else, so. Chuck D said, do you want to trade an Addy for a pre-roll? What's up, Chuck? No, I'm not going to do a drug transaction with you on Twitch, first of all. (laughs) Uh, Oh, yeah, TDP's been there before. He said it gets litty. Yeah. Uh, Amazing time. Robert will be there. Nice. No, you guys haven't bought your tickets yet, though, Reyes, have you? It's freaking me out. And you guys are going to wait. Uh, next time in July, and they're going to be sold out. I'm going to tell you right now. So don't wait. Uh, get them tickets ASAP. Plus, you give your boy a heart attack. <sighs> the show's only sold like half of what we normally sell. And I'm losing my shit. This is why I hate producing my own shows. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. But uh, it's National Prime Rib Day. Mm. I bought a table for me and Robert. Did you? You already bought it? Oh. Well, fuck. Okay. Uh, damn it. I bought a table for me. Yeah, so I need to go check. I, I looked for Reyes, but I don't think that was it. Um, it must be under another name, yes? I don't I don't think it was... Uh, oh, you, you got one of the reserve tables? Yeah, okay. Well, that's right. You may have been like the first person to buy tickets, right? Try, I'm pulling it up here. But it was under a different name. I'm not going to say the name out loud. I'm not going to out you like that. What the fuck? But uh, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, no, there it was. Why did that look like a different name? I'm an idiot. You're right. You're right. I don't know. There was something going on. But, yeah, you're right. You're right. You did that shit on April 11th. Night five. All right. So get your comedy tickets. Uh, Come hang out with your boy and, and your fellow deckheads and see some hilarious stand-up comedy. Uh, Chuck said DM me. For what? I'm not doing drug transactions with you, Chuck. Do they sell Bud Light? Uh, nah. Actually, I don't think they do, Chuck. I think it's a it's an alehouse, so it's like all taps. 
and they do more like it's craft beer. So, and listen, save your Bud Light jokes. I still drink Bud Light, and that's I don't know if you got upset over that. I just feel like it's a silly thing to get upset about. But whatever, whatever. It's, it's do you boo boo. Uh, what's up, Cisco? Good to see you, buddy. Um. I love you, Barry, but I'll either be happy drunk because of the Roughnecks won or sad drunk because they lost. Okay. I mean, okay. I appreciate that. Let's be honest, though, Clarence. Even if you weren't drunk, you weren't coming. Let's be honest. You weren't driving up to Spring, Texas to catch a show, right? Don't lie to me, Clarence. Don't, don't do it. All right, let's get rolling here. Let's get this show going. Uh, we got to get to it. We have a lot to discuss. I have a rundown, believe it or not. Where is it? Episode 648 rundown. Here it goes. And I didn't even look at my email to see what was coming up. Oh, Michael Rappaport's going to be at the improv. Well, look at there. May 5 and 6. Go get you some jokes shouted at you. Uh, Ralph Barbosa is here April 28th through the 30th. Go, Ralph. It's your birthday, Rosebud Bakers, tonight. Okay. Watch them call me. Oh, look, Raj Sharma is back again May 7th. Interesting. He was just here, it seems like. Um, But watch, the improv will call me. They'll be like, hey, do you want to come uh, open for Rosebud Baker tonight at 7.30? Like, what? It's draft night, but I can't turn down money. No. Damn it. I'll be there. Shit. That would be my luck. That would absolutely be my luck. But the good news is, is I could absolutely, um, I could uh, record it. So, <sighs> oh wow! So I gotta share something with you guys. Um, the the uh i don't know if you guys are follow or are friends with mike jackson on twitter but mike uh mike's it, it, not for everybody okay and um he he's 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 um he's pretty crazy with the uh with the twitters and um it cracks me up because i know mike and i know what's in his heart uh, but you'll see him on on Twitter uh, going after white people a lot and talking shit to really uh, Jake Shields and he calls him a Nazi and he, he when other people are like you're a dick you you suck Mike Jackson he's like wow this white fragility calls white people thugs it's all like a reverse psychology thing that he's doing and I personally find it hilarious I think snow roach is one of the funniest racist terms ever. Okay, uh, right up there with uh, a black dude called me a casserole monkey one time, and I lost it. That was the greatest racist uh, term anyone's ever levied at me or anyone else. But Snow Roach is pretty funny. Anyways, it all it all cracks me up. And um, he tweeted something out, and I was like, bro, the amount of people that attack you, Mike Jackson, uh, and like just it's it's insane. And he posted, say he like tweeted it out and somebody responded. But then like in one of his responses, and I'm not even going to put the image on the screen. Okay. But to respond to one of his Twitter messages, an account called 
uh, well, I'm not going to say the whole, I'm not going to give you the account. Well, fuck it. It's called Seppuku Fred, but it's got three K's in it. <laughs> and this dude replied to Mike Jackson on Twitter and instead of calling him like, oh, you're a you're a, a, a Black Lives Matter idiot or, you know, because Mike calls people Nazis and white fragility and snow roaches. And, you know, you're you got to you got to accept that if if people are going to call you names because you're calling them names. That's fine. But one of them posted a picture. This dude, this seppuku guy with three K's in his name, he posted a picture of two Klansmen uh, holding up a fishing pole. Each of them had a fishing pole. One of them had uh, a piece of uh, chicken at the end of the fishing pole. The other one had some watermelon at the end of the pole. And the caption said, now we wait. That's what it said. And I was like, oh, that's too far. That is, that is too, that's, that's a little much. Because the implications, like, what is, you know, like, oh, well, hey, Fair is fair. There's a difference between calling someone, you know, a Nazi or a Black Lives Matter activist or a Black Panther or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, that's one thing. But it's another to post something like that, which implies now we wait for what? I mean, I think we know what the implication is. What is what is two guys in white hoods going to do if uh, if somebody that's not white shows up? Hmm. I wonder. So that bothered me. I didn't like that. Uh, the rest of the shit that they were saying to him or people were saying, I don't give a fuck. That's my boy, but whatever. He brings it on himself. He knows what he's doing. He's an adult. And I don't do this very often. But I didn't like it. And so I thought it was extremely offensive and dangerous in the message that it sends. So I reported it to Twitter. And I never do that. I never report people or I just block or mute or just keep scrolling. If it's somebody that won't leave me the fuck alone, then I'll just block them. Most of the time I just mute them and they don't even know. They just think I'm ignoring them. Um, but in this case, I was like, nah, it's too much. I'm, I'm going to report this account. So I did. And I got a report from Twitter that says, Hey, after reviewing the available information, we want to let you know that Seppuku hasn't broken our safety policies. We know this isn't the answer you're looking for. If the account breaks our policies in the future, we'll notify you. You can block the account, which means they won't be able to follow you, see your tweets, or message you. And I'm like, what? It says that here's a summary of what isn't allowed on Twitter. Threatening violence against someone or a group of people. So two Klansmen holding up two stereotypical pieces of food that are uh, associated with uh, African-Americans and then saying, now we wait, like they're fishing, like, oh, what are you fishing for, huh? Oh, you're just going to ha have a stern talking to with them? So that's not threatening violence against a group of people, celebrating or praising violence, harassing someone, uh, wishing harm on someone, promoting violence, threatening or harassing people because of their identity, like race or gender. Like, I'm really tempted to show the photo and then show this so that everybody, and I think that's what I'm going to do on Twitter. I think I'm just going to tag Twitter. I'm going to tag these accounts and be like, so this is okay on Twitter? 
Because honestly, if that is okay, there's a problem. There's a real problem. And don't give me that bullshit freedom of speech, okay? It's like people say, freedom of speech doesn't mean you can walk into a crowded theater and yell fire. You can't, you can't do that. So that was just that I just saw that email and I didn't mean to open with that, but that really bothers me that they're like, yeah, what's the big deal? What's the big deal with this? So get ready because your boy's going to tweet it out. In fact, I should craft it right now, huh? And we'll see. Let's do the chat. We'll do some sports headlines. Don't forget, Joel Blanket to join me at 415 today to talk uh, NBA playoffs. His bucks out. Man, I watched that game. Whoo, boy. Jimmy Butler is him, as the kids say. Jimmy Butler is the man. He's a little crazy. Jimmy Butler is like a better version of Russell Westbrook, right? Like he's volatile and crazy and intense and... But fuck, that dude can ball. So Jimmy Butler wills the Miami Heat to uh, the next round. An eight seed beating a one seed only happened six times. We'll get into it. I'll give you some of my thoughts. And then when Joel gets here, we'll definitely dive into it. But we'll talk a little NBA basketball amongst ourselves. And then when the expert, Joel Blank, gets here, we'll talk with him as well. Um, we obviously got to talk NFL draft. I've got some different mock drafts for you. My boy Lance Zerline has released his final mock draft. There's another mock draft out that I thought was really interesting. And um, so we'll go over that and then we'll, you know, we'll get into some other things. Um, what else is on the rundown? Where'd it go? There we go. Rundown. Uh, NFL mock draft. I've got team needs, just in case you're not aware of that. Uh, we can talk a little baseball. I've got two two slides of headlines. So plenty of sports to get to, plenty of non-sports as well. Let's start with the chat. If you're new to the program, that is not the past tense of shit. It is shout out to the chat. That is me.
Is it the shoes? Money's gotta be the shoes. Shoes, shoes, shoes. shoes. You sure it's not the shoes? Bad. Is it back? I've been sitting here talking this whole fucking time. Doing the chat. Shout out to the chat. I finally thank you, Steven the Weather Guy, for the the uh the muted mic thing. <sighs> Welcome to another episode of Reading Lips with Barry. Bro, here's what happened. Okay. So I don't know if it happened to you guys, but everything went blank on my side. Like everything just stopped. Just bloop. And I was like, what happened? What happened? So I was messing with the KVM. I rebooted it. Got it back up real quick. And then no sound. Didn't even know no sound. Just assumed that because the camera came back and everything else came back, it came back. But shout out Steven the Weather Guy. That was the whole point of the muted mic um, emoji was so that you, that you guys could let me know. Mark said longest mute uh, ever on this show yeah I had no idea honestly usually I'll find it pretty quick but since I was doing the chat I, I didn't have the current chat <laughs> so because I didn't have the current window open yeah no idea just going through the you know what we're not gonna do the chat because I literally just did fucking half of it okay so we're not gonna do it um Jake Steels Jake Shields is one step from being Andrew Tate not not a bad comparison mark um, who said something about three K's? Yep. No, that, that was, that was a whole Mike wants all the smoke with that far. Right. Yeah. Um, old snitch ass bear. Yeah. I felt bad for turning it in, but it's whatever. That's a little too far. Um, all right. Yep. So God, how long was I muted? Like four pages. Oh, Jesus. Wow. Catfish was like, what's happening? This got weird. He's at the top of the chat. I'm not starting the chat over. Uh, you're muted. Thank you. I'm sorry. Okay, fuck. That's my bad. What a nightmare. It's just, I hate it. Steven said, God damn it, I worked hard on that forecast too. I read it. I read it out loud. Nobody heard it though, because... Uh, my mic was muted. And so when my mic is muted, so is your chat. Uh, all right. Oh, look at, I even said drinking some cold ones and cooking fajitas. That's what's up. Bro, I did a shoe check just to confuse you so you would check to see what was wrong. I was wondering, Mark, because you never do a shoe check. I was like, I see it, Mark. Let me get to it in one second right after I do this chat. Fucking oblivious. It wasn't literally, it wasn't until Steven the Weather Guy sent in one bit with the muted mic logo next to it. That's what did it. Because I could hear it. So I was like, oh, hey, thank you. Um, Alex, this is an ASMR my ass. 
Thank you for the 300 bits, Alan. All right. Um, I guess I owe you a shoe check anyways. You did it. You might as well get it. Here's the shoes. Uh, just rocking the old school Barry on Deck Navy and Sky Blue. Carolina Blue, Baby Blue. So I just busted out some uh, Air Max 90 whites. The They call these jewels. The Ju- Air Max 90 jewels. It's a, it's a blue-ish. It works well enough with the... With the ensemble. So there you go. <laughs> Mark said at least the cats know the weather. True. It wasn't even a weather forecast. Oh, my God. I can't get my shoe on. I should have wore socks. This is gross. Ugh. <laughs> I'm wearing New Balance basement collabs. Oh. I don't know what that is. Had to buy them on resale. I got to look that up. New Balance Basement Collab. Let's see what that is real quick. <sighs> new Balance Basement Collab. Let's see, just, just do New Balance Basement. Oh, wow. Those kind of look like um, an Air Max-ish type of scenario. Well, yeah, some of those are pretty dope. I dig it. Okay. Oh, I see them. That's a 2002R. Oh, interesting. I don't know that I would wear those, but those are, I see, I see the appeal. I see the appeal. All right, let's get to some sports. Uh, Yeah, I haven't said, saw some Air Maxes. You might like, Barry. I'll see if I can tag you. Okay, yeah, let me know. My son requested me to queue it up. What? Uh, I'm wearing my Navy Nike Flex Experience 8s. I wear them every day. What is the Nike Flex Experience? I don't know what that is. What's up, Luke? I just hope the Panthers get Bryce Young. Well, Luke, see, that's the thing. Depending on who you talk to, some people are just huge Bryce Young honks. Some people are huge C.J. Stroud honks, right? And then others are like, Anthony Richards is going to be the best quarterback in this draft. And he might be, to be honest with you. He very well could be. And then there's still even more people that are like, well, Levis, that's the guy. You know, it's those four names getting uh, batted around. And I don't know. I I. I don't do enough study. And even the ones that study film, like I'm not so sure that I trust most of the people that I see on Twitter talking draft. Because a lot of these cats are like, well, I just paid uh, a monthly fee to all 22. And then I read a bunch of takes from everybody else. And then I use that to rewrite opinions, and now I know what to watch for. And it just doesn't feel like these these folks know what they're talking about. Now, guys like Lance Zerline, I trust. But then there's other guys where I'm like, where are you getting this? Nobody knows you, and no one believes you know what the fuck you're talking about. But here they are. (laughs) Luke Petke said, (laughs) I love Luke Keekley. Yeah, it's not Luke Keekley, but... Uh, almost time for Lamar and Battle Red. Dick Willie loves that idea. I wouldn't be opposed to it. As long as he does what Aaron Rodgers did, too, and restructure that deal. Because he's going to get a huge deal. But then that's going to be cash-strapped. So maybe they restructure it like A-Ron did. Um, Steven the Weather Guy. 
Uh, thank you, buddy. He said, oh, that was 69. I like you. Thank you for the 69 bits. He said, for later in the show, you have to check this news story I tagged you on in the Discord. It is very much will interest you. I will do that. Barry, did you see what I said on Discord Heck about yeah. possible Lamar scenario? I did not. I need to go check to the Discord. Chase, what's up, pimp? Thank you for the resub, homie. Man, that's what's up. Thank you for being here, Chase. Uh... Yeah, Trey was wearing nice shoes. Yeah, those were dope shoes Trey had on yesterday. Mr. Happy Birthday, man. Um, hey, stop telling me. Stop telling my football knowledge secrets. Oh, see, Amos. That's what a lot of people do, though. For real. For real. Uh, Dick Willie said the Texans are playing the draft like a great poker player. No one knows what they're holding. True. True. And that's a lot of people are saying props to Nick Casario. Him and uh, D'Amico have done a great job of not tipping their hand at all people have no idea what's going on uh real quick let me back up to the show we're gonna do sports headlines uh but let me back up to yesterday's show because i didn't get to get, say thank you to a lot of you that sent in bits um for uh trey's birthday so i tried to do my best but alas it doesn't always work out now let's see where the hell is it? That's yesterday, yesterday, two days ago. There we go. So home Astros fans in 100 bits. Thank you, buddy. Uh, by the way, we uh, a total of 127 bits came in yesterday from you guys for Trey's birthday. So I went ahead and rounded up to 150 and sent him that via Venmo uh, today. So happy birthday to Trey. You guys to co collectively put in 127 bucks. I threw in the rest plus the cigars. I mean, it's not that big of a deal. Should have got him a damn cake. I'm an asshole. Uh, can we grow up and get fucking Houston in an NHL team? That would be so fun. Let me tell you something, Chase Breedlove. I'm going to get back on track here. Maybe I need to go take an Adderall. Should I take a quick break and get an Adderall in me? I am all over and not in a good way. Chase, I watched two nights ago. I watched that Edmonton uh, Kings game, that Oilers Kings game. Oh, my God. Bro, if you if you don't like hockey and you watched that game and didn't leave that game being an NHL fan, at least an NHL playoffs fan, because NHL playoffs, bar none, is the best sports. Seriously. NHL playoffs is the best of all the playoffs. NBA has been great this year. But I'm telling you, you want to see something fun? You want to see, even if you don't know all the fucking rules, just watch hockey playoff games. Oh, my God. Unbelievably fun. And that Oilers-Kings game was ridiculous. And, the, and right in the beginning, right after the Oilers scored their first goal, I had to reboot my fire stick, which takes what? A minute and a half? Two minutes? By the time I rebooted it, when I when I uh, when I did it, it was one nothing. When I came back, I think it was two one. I was like, "How the fuck?" And the game ended up being like seven to five or some shit. Unbelievable, unbelievable. So if you do get a chance to watch some playoff hockey, make sure you do it. Uh, what did Chase say? As of now, the closest NHL team to Dallas is Nashville, nine hours away. Yeah. And I can't be a Stars fan. I can't do it. Um, I started the day with three Adderalls. God damn, Cisco, really? 
that would make my heart race. Like that would, I don't know that I could do like, cause if I do, cause I can have 40 milligrams a day. And like when we were figuring out what the proper dosage is for me, we started off at like 10 a day and then we went to 20 a day and then we went to 20 a pill twice a day and, or no, we went to four at 30 and then 40 and man, when I did, uh, 40 in the morning, I was, it felt like anxiety level 30. So I can't do that. I just do 120 in the morning and then sometimes I'll do one and a half. But that's it. And I won't do them anymore the rest of the day. So, but if I get up like super early and take it like 530 in the morning, like I did this morning, sometimes I'll take a second, the second dose for lunch. And that's usually when the streams get weird. Dick Willie said that's a lot of wired shit, legal speed. Yeah, that's a lot. You don't want to be, you don't want to be doing that. I haven't gotten anything done yet. Yeah, it's like I say. Uh, you can leave Fubo and watch some real sports. Hey, shut up. Shut up, Amos. Uh, Mark said, I'm betting Jeff Bell is glad he didn't bet me anything on the abs right now. Uh, yeah, probably. What's up, memesters? Good to see you, sweetie. Welcome to the show. All right, let me go back to saying thank you for yesterday's tri- uh, birthday stuff for Trey. Uh, Triple Lot, which is poor Marine, sent in 5,000 biddies. Uh, that was after Homo Astros fan to sent in 100 bits. Oh, Chris Reyes got timed out. Uh, John Dory did it. Uh, Total Dallas sitting in 1,000 bits for Trey. Total Dallas never sends in bits. So good for you, buddy. Proud of you. Uh, way, to, way to do that for Trey. Sweet, sweet. Donna sent in 300 biddies. Uh, which was a hype train, Christopher Reyes. Uh, it went unheralded, but he sent, he gave five gifted subs to the chat, homie. I appreciate that. Thank you so much for that. Um, Coog Blaze did 200 bits. Happy birthday. Sorry, I'm a cheap ass. Mimi did 200 bits. Jornandez did 100 bits. <laughs> Coog Blaze did another 10 bits and said, take it off. And that's when I think Trey got naked. Uh, Dr. Dre at 290 did 100 bits. And uh, Jeff Bell Bronco did 200 bits. Uriel Villanueva did 100 bits. Uh, that was the hype train of level 5, 64%, 5 subs, 7,210 bits. Uh, and then Poor Marine did it again with 5,000 bits. CC with another 104 bits. And uh, you add it all up, and it's 127 bits, and then I round it up, and we did 150 is what I Venmo Trey for his birthday. So good job, deckheads. <laughs> Proud of you guys, man. You guys are so cool. Greatest community on Twitch. I don't give a fuck what anybody else says. The best community on Twitch. I haven't said I missed yesterday. You missed a hell of a show. Lots and lots of fun. Uh, even though I said Houston fans should demand NHL commissioner Gary Bettman to put the Astros as the next expansion team. Okay. Joel said, I love Trey. Oh, good. I'm glad that's the, that's the point. I want you guys to have a, something different and somebody you enjoy. He's so funny. He's just a funny ass dude. Um, all right, let's start our, tell me not to spend that buck 50 all in one place. Uh, Hey, what's up? Hey, hey, Ron. He said, hey, Barry, who do you think is winning the Champions League this season? Well, Aaron, I got bad news for you, buddy. You are, uh, as far as the host goes, Aaron, 
My friend, Aaron5SM, if that is your real name. I don't know. Not a not a not a footy guy. Not a not a footy guy. I don't really follow soccer either locally MLS or abroad. Unfortunately. So if you're asking me who do I think is winning the Champions League, probably the champion. It's my bad. Uh Sean Haystop said Man City, which is stupid. What a dumb answer. It's obviously, what is it, Tottenham who had to pay their fans back because they they lost so badly that they were like, you know what? We'll refund your money. We suck ass. That's that would be my pick. You know what? You're the you're the you're the real ones. But yeah, sorry, Aaron. Oh my god, Evil Death said Houston <laughs> Dynamo gonna win the MLS Cup. First of all, no. Second of all, I'm definitely not winning the Champions League because that's not how soccer works. But anyways, Aaron, if you like other sports, stick around unless it's like cricket and rugby and hockey and uh, I don't know, gymnastics, volleyball, uh, uh, curling. We used to have a big curling contingent on this show. I think that the Virginia Buttonweed was the one that led that charge. Um, I'm more of a, a missionary position sports guy, meaning the big three here in the States. Love you. <laughs> Alan said foot fetish, maybe not soccer. Yeah. Wrong footy. Wrong footy. Uh, Bucks fans should get refunds for getting embarrassed in the first round. Well, Hey, look, Aaron said I'm from England, but I like American sports too. Hell yeah. You're into water sports. That's a joke, Aaron. I'm sorry. Uh, what's up, Drake? Good to see you, pimp. Hey, I just uh, gave all the shout outs for the biddies yesterday for Trey's birthday. And uh, you were including that, man. Thank you. All right. Let's do some sports headlines. We got two of them to get to. Let's go. All right. These are sports headlines for the day. Thank you, Free Mustache Rides. He said, hey, guys, I like the hat, Barry. I'm still sus on Free Mustache Rides. I'm still waiting. This has to be the long con. No one shows up with the name Free Mustache Rides and isn't plotting or planning to troll the chat at some point. So I really appreciate you coming back day over day. Really, I do. It means the world to me. Until dun, 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 you do some dumb shit in the chat. And I feel like that day is coming. I do. I feel like that day is coming. Uh, maybe not today. I think it's the long con. I think um, free mustache rides is the Lil Nas X of the chat. Let me explain. Lil Nas X uh, was just a, a country singer, remember? Just a little country rapper. Just, I'm going to take my horse to the old town road. And then country was like, nah, we ain't having it. That's hibbity hibbity hop. That's not country. And so he went and got Billy Ray Cyrus. And then they were like, okay, now this is country. We love it. We dig it. Everybody loved it. Everybody bought it. Millions and millions of records sold. And then uh, it went on and on for like the year. Everybody got into it, loved him, and then started going to his concerts and, you know, then got to see what the real little Nas X is all about. Show Came out in a cat suit and fucking thigh-high boots, makeup, microphone shaped like a dick. And all them country folks were like, what the hell no? Freaked out. 
That's that's an amazing long con by Lil Nas X. Love it. By the way, love Lil Nas X personally. Great music. I really enjoy it. I do, I do, I do. But I feel like that's what Free Mustache Rides is going to do to us. Free Mustache Rides is going to be Lil Nas X and us. Like, eh, anybody want to go to Old Town Road? And then we're going to get there and he's going to be like, surprise, bitches, I'm in a cat suit. And balls are hanging out one side and it's going to be a mess. But until then, enjoy the ride, fellas. Um, man, I feel like they're giving Giannis a pass for that horrible exit. Hey, what's up, Rudy Rod? Good to see you. Uh, I don't know if they're giving him a pass. We're going to discuss. Let's get to these sports headlines real quick. Uh, Aaron Rodgers. Titan Hugo said, what's your favorite little Nas X song other than Old Town Road? Um, oh... I don't know the names of them, but I could sing them. Um, call me when you want. Call me when you need. Call me in the morning. I'll be on the way. Like, yeah, that one. And then, um, is that the same one where he's like, I want to. Uh, uh, and then the other one's like, cocaine, jacking with your friends. Which, I, I looked up the lyrics, it says check in with your friends, but I think he says jegging, which is like, I think that's when you butt chug, right? Isn't that what jegging is? Okay, don't type that in. Uh, Yeah, I thought that was like when you like butt chug vodka, right? Butt chug vodka. Uh, I thought that was called, je- uh, oh, that's called boofing, but there was something else. I thought, was, I thought I was jagging, but they said check. Anyways, those are the two. I don't know the names of them. It's on my, uh, it's on my, uh, playlist, my all time, not my all time jams, but my jams playlist. We need more positive news in the world. Well, I would agree. Free mustache rides. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's my two favorites. I got to look at a. Let me hold on. Let me go to YouTube Music. I can tell you exactly what it is. YouTube Music. By the way, I'm I'm putting the show on um, YouTube Music um, podcast. I had taken down the whole playlist on YouTube just because I don't know really know why. I was told to, I guess, by one of the so-called experts. Um, but ooh, that's that's the wrong. Definitely don't want that. Uh, but, uh, then YouTube was like, Hey, you can make a pod, a, a playlist, a podcast and see all your shit. And I was like, Oh, that might make sense to grow the show. So if you want to get the show and be able to watch every episode all the way back to one, you can go to the YouTube channel. It's over there somewhere. Barry on deck or Barry on sports. I might be changing that to Barry on deck pretty soon. Okay, the name of the two Lil Nas X songs that I like. Here's my jams playlist if you guys want to see it. I'll share it with you. I don't mind. I'm not afraid. You guys don't scare me. I had a fucking bug fly in my mouth yesterday on live on the show. Yeah, Donna said jeggings is women's tights or leggings. See? And they look like jeans. Okay. Who's Lil Nas XP? That's not Alan. You're so old and white. Uh, here is my jams playlist for the time being. So that was the, another wham bites the dust, which was ASAP Ferg's. There was a remix I heard on 
TikTok, which I really dug. Uh, you got a little boozy wipe me down, little Wayne shoes, uh, Post Malone circles. That's my jam, boy. Uh, but here you go, little Nas X. That's what I want. That's one of them. Uh, oh, Bieber, boy, the Bieber shit is great. Uh, let's see. There's Lizzo. I need to get that off. Oh, Monterey, call me by your name. That's another one. And then there's another little Nas X on here, but I don't know where that's at. Anyways, can't find it. Yeah, that's the that's the two that's my two jams right now with little Nas X. So, all right, back to sports headlines. Sheesh. I watched that first episode a couple of times before you originally took them down. Oh, really? I was thinking it was a nightmare. When the blood flew in your mouth, were you like Isaiah from Fox? No. I mean, I freaked out, but I didn't start yelling that this was a country-ass patio. I should have, though. All right. Uh, sources are saying Aaron Rodgers' contract restructuring is going to help the Jets with their cap situation. Uh, Paul Marie says Nas X, the kid that's a devil worshiper. I don't know if he's a devil worshiper. I think that's just more of like a shtick. You know what I mean? Kind of like Ozzy. I don't think anybody really believes Ozzy Osbourne worships the devil. Worship, worship, whatever. Ozzy Osbourne uh, is probably as much into Satan as Joe Osteen is. I'll let you decide what that amount would be. Um, What the hell was I going to look up? Oh, the Aaron Rodgers story. Here we go. Let me, uh, NFL. There we go. It says Rodgers and the Packers converted a $58.3 million option bonus payable in 2023 into a 2024 base salary. As a result, he's making only $1.165 million this season. That's his cap charge. Under his previous contract, the three-year $150 million extension from last year, Jets would have inherited $15.8 million cap charge. Uh, that's relatively low for a player of his stature. By pushing a $58 million into next year, the bonus is fully guaranteed. Rodgers' 2024 compensation balloons to $107 million. That consists of the original $47 million, a $1.2 million minimum salary, plus the $58 million of bonuses. Once the Jets exercise the $47 million option bonus, they can spread the cap hit over the remainder of the contract, which runs through 2027. So they could avoid a uh, they could add a void year to spread it over five. Lowering the cap charges. If they do nothing other than pick up the $47 million, uh, his cap hit will be $71 million. Jeez. Well, here's the thing, though. Here's the thing. This always drives me nuts. Man, this hat is hurting my head. I may not be able to. Sorry, Texans. I may not be able to represent on draft day like I uh, would want to. Um, here's the thing, though, chat. I, this bothers me about all of these sports, not just the NFL. But if you're going to have a cap, all this fancy maneuvering that exists just leads me to believe one of two things. One, why have a cap? Because if you can manipulate the cap in such a way, what's the point? It's almost like the tax code. It just becomes this amalgamation of what it should have been this this bastardized version of a salary cap or a tax code like what do you there's all oh but if they do this do that do this and do that 
then their salary cap goes from up here to down here. It just allows them to manipulate it. But at the same time, and here's the here's the rub. <laughs> at the same time, they can manipulate it, but they can also use it as an excuse to not pay players, to not uh, let salaries get out of hand like they are in baseball, for example. And there are already contracts that aren't guaranteed. It's ridiculous. Um... Uh, let's see. What's that? Oh. All right, I'm not reading all that. Hey, what's up, Jet? Good to see you. Uh, damn it, DJ Maddie. What's Fast and Furious? Sounds like aggressive porn. What the hell? Oh, okay. That's all right. That's super weird. All right, back to the sports headline. Uh, Jags left tackle Cam Robinson is facing PED suspension and let me get you the full deets on that so they're waiting on his sample his b sample to come back before deciding on the length of the potential suspension so it could be multiple games um he would lose eight hundred and eighty eight thousand eight hundred and eighty eight dollars for each game he suspended he's entering the second season of a three-year deal missed the final three games of 2022 uh, after suffering a knee injury, but now they're saying that, yeah, he could, could uh, be facing a multi-game suspension for PED. So look out for that. Titans agreed, uh, or the Titans are getting, excuse me, $760 million in city bonds as part of a record stadium funding. The funding, and somebody posted this on Discord, which I really dug because it said something to the effect of, this is like one of the biggest cons in the modern day era. And I kind of, I mean, I tend to agree with that. And, and that con being getting, um, getting the public to pay for sports franchises. Oh, it was Nick Gamboa. He said, oof, I think this is one of the biggest scams in sports, the public playing, paying for sports stadiums. Exactly. I agree with that a thousand percent. And it's like, um, and the stadium, so it says, this is Joe, uh, Pamplin, Pampliano. That's such an East coast media name. Hey, this is Joe Pampliano. Check me out on 107.9, the ticket, New York's best sports. Forget about it. I don't know. That feels like a Joe Pamplina, Pampliano thing. Pampliano, whatever, Joe. Uh, he even looks like an East Coast. Hey! Who do I think the Jets should draft? I don't give a shit. Just make sure you put extra sauce and gravy on my uh, linguine. Okay, now I just got racist. Uh, the Tennessee Titans' new $2.1 billion stadium project has been approved. As I told you, $751 million just in city bonds, 60,000 seats, 1.7 million square feet, uh, circular translucent roof, which is pretty dope. You know what? Let me just share this with you. How about that? Hey, bada bing. Okay. 
There you go. Uh, 60,000 seats, 1.7 million square feet, circular translucent roof, exterior terraces. The project includes $1.6 billion in public funding. The most taxpayer money for a stadium in U.S. history. What? That's crazy talk. Uh, hold on. Damn it. I'm trying to. My computer is acting like an asshole today. The translucent roof's going to be pretty dope, though. Uh, obviously not retractable, but at least they could grow grass, I guess, with the sun coming in. I mean, the dome kind of had a trans. Are these sons of bitches trying to recreate the Astrodome? You already stole the Oilers, Nashville. I wonder if Memphis, people in Memphis are like, man, they don't represent Tennessee. They represent Nashville. Kind of like how the, the, the Texas Rangers. No, bitch, you're the Arlington Rangers. Wait, Houston Texans. No, you're the Houston Houstonians. That's stupid. Anyways, um, that's a lot of money for a stadium. Holy shit. Holy shit, that's a lot of money. That's way too much money. It's just ridiculous. And think of it this way. That would be like, man, I really want to, I really hope they put in a Chick-fil-A at the front of our neighborhood. And Chick-fil-A is like, great, we'll do it. But you got to buy the building that we make chicken and money in and people would be like okay think about that would you if 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 your county was like all right we're gonna do a chick-fil-a tax because we really want to have chick-fil-a here so everybody's property taxes are going to go up x amount of money and the, the crazy thing is is nashville's like we'll take it we'll do it we're so desperate for a sports team and to be a relevant city We'll do it. I mean, I know we got the Predators, but whatever. I just, and this is the same franchise that tried to do this to Houston. That's how they ended up there to begin with. So, I don't know. Fuck the Titans as a staff record label and as a motherfucking crew. And I'm talking to you, Titan Hugo. If you're down with the Titans, the fuck. Okay, that's too far. That's aggressive. I apologize. Learn, I apologize. All right. Um... So I like this. I like this. I got your, I saw your, um, what the hell am I doing here? Ivan, I saw your, um, photo. Okay. I saw your photo. Let's put it in here. Ivan bringing this up. This was on our discord. By the way, if you're not a member of the Patreon and thus not on the discord, what are you doing with your life? Go join the Patreon right now. Patreon.com forward slash burial deck. Uh, not only do you get access to um, audio only versions of the show, you get, I just posted the Rosa Houston Sports, the whole two hour stand up comedy show. One of, if not the best comedy shows in Houston in 2023. Hands down. Thank you, CC. Is it broke? Did it not work? Oh, there it goes. Uh, but you get swag, you get all kinds of shit. We had a VID watch party. We do all kind of fantasy stuff with prizes and, uh, Super Bowl squares just for, I mean, we do a lot of stuff for our Patreon members. A lot, a lot. I feel like anyways, I feel like we've done a pretty good job of providing a decent amount of value for that. 
Um, and I'm always trying to, to add more to it. So if you have suggestions, let me know. But this was this is what the actually this is what the Discord looks like. Here you go. Here's the Discord. There is the Barry on Deck channel. So we've got the show discussion channels where we talk about the show. Uh, we've got general talk and sports talk, and this is where Ivan had uh, posted in our sports talk channel. You got memes and videos. We talk fantasy and gambling, music, movie, TV, books, tech talk. Uh, we have the bar uh, communities tab where we do community projects. Food talk and health and wellness going through some shit channel. Lawn talk. You get to ask questions. It's the shit. All right. I'm just going to tell you now, our Discord is the shit. Uh, and if you're not on it, you're missing out. But this is what I even sent in, uh, or posted on the Discord. Bill Barnwell's trade proposal. And we already went over this, uh, Ivan, so appreciate you listening to the show. Hey, what's up, TX Wingstop Ranch 91? That is a lot of words. That is a lot of words, if that is your real name. Uh, all right, what the, what in the hell? Yes, go Texans indeed. Go do something right. But here's here's the scenario. Look at my view in general. What is your view? What did you uh what did you do, CC? What'd you do, uh, my girl? What'd you do? What'd you do, CC? She did something dirty, I bet. CC, what you posting in there, girl? You posting uh things you're not supposed to be posting. All right, here you go. This is the proposed trade. Lamar Jackson and the 22nd overall pick. In this year's draft. Oh, yeah. I asked where you were and you ignored me, CC. CC says I'm on vacay. Yeah, no shit. Uh, the day ends in Y and it's week between 1 and 52. So, yeah. Welcome in, by the way, Texas Wingstop Ranch 91. Thanks for showing up. Thanks for being here. Welcome to the show. This is Barry on Deck. I'm your host, Barry Laminac, nationally touring stand-up comedian. How'd you find the show? I'm curious, Wingstop. How'd you find the show? I'm not going to say your whole name every time, by the way. I'm not going to be like, how'd you find the show? TX Wingstop Ranch 9177070, Houston, Texas, America, United States, Earth World, North America. I'm not. I'll just shorten it to something. I may, maybe I'll shorten it to uh, Ranch. No, I'm not going to do that to you. Wingstop. But then that's like free promo. Now we're just out here, just free promoing the shit out of the Wingstop. Do you work? Do you own a Wingstop? Or do you work for Wingstop? Do you just love Wingstop? Are you just a big fan? Rudy said, stick around. It's a pretty good show. Fuck you, Rudy. Sorry, Tourette's. Host Tourette's. That's an inside joke, Wingstop. You'll you'll pick it up if you've been here long enough. Where'd you get to, Cece? Uh, she said, I just got here. Uh, I'm guessing it's golf related. That's what I'm guessing. I'm guessing. Uh, all right, back to this. Wingstop, let me know um, how you found us and what you want me to call you. All right, here's here's your draft scenario. Lamar Jackson and a first round pick for um, the number two overall pick in this year's draft. A number, a third round pick this year, 73 overall, and a conditional fourth round pick in 2024. Let me tell you something. If this was the deal, I'd do this in a heartbeat. 
I'd do this in a heartbeat. If you believe in Lamar Jackson and you think that you're, you know, he's what you want to build your franchise around. If he's the Deshaun Watson replacement, which, trust me, you could do worse. You don't know what any of these yahoos in the draft are going to do. You know what Lamar Jackson is and what he's capable of and what he can do. Oh, that's what's up. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. Oh, 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 yeah. Let's go. That's what's up, Wingstop. You are, wait, you work at a Wingstop? It says, ah, uh, I was about to watch the Jake Asman show. But saw you with the Texans hat on, so I needed to give uh, other streamers some love too. You damn right. <laughs> Salute you, sir. You know what? We drink on this show. You a drinker, Wingstop? I'm gonna do a shot in your honor. Now I normally would do Jameson or Fireball, but I'm out of both. But since you're new here and you're a Houston area fan, and you saw the hat and stopped in. This shot's for you. And I'm going to have to do more because we do birthdays here. So I'm going to have to do the birthdays. We got two birthdays we got to get to. They're not today. They're Sunday, but we got to get to them. So, but I got to say, yo, uh, to the new folk, Wingstop, thank you for being here. And all the new folk that have trickled in over the uh, course of the last several weeks and months, we've seen a lot of new names come in to the show. Very cool. Very awesome. Welcome one and all. But uh, this is to uh, Wingstop because Wingstop just saw the... Uh, hat and said, let's do it. So cheers to you, Wingstop. Here we go. Ah, it's really like cheating when you do Bacardi. Bacardi lime It's like cheating. Uh, do a double shot. I'm from San Antonio. Well, shit. Now I got to I had to take the shot back. I had no idea you were from San Antonio. I'm just fucking with you. Um, <coughs> that was a little deep. <coughs> I didn't really have to do it. I get it just that, done right there, but I went. I committed to the bit. <sighs> Almost made myself actually throw up. Uh, <coughs> shit. All right. Back to the sports, guys. Focus. You need to cash in that wine tour. Yeah, you do need to go to the wine tour thing. The bar was low, Barry. You good, fam. Are you talking about a Jake show? Are y'all dogging Jake Asman? Y'all be nice in the chat. Hey, what's up, Christian? Good to see you, pimp. Uh, have that double for later if our Texans mess up the picks. They ain't going to mess these picks up. They'll probably mess the picks up. <laughs> Christian said, can we talk about the WWE draft? No! No, God, no, please, no. In my Michael Carroll voice. No, wait. Is it, that's Michael Carroll was ESPN 97.5, our producer on game day. Michael, what was his name? Michael Scott. Yeah, Michael Scott. All right, back to this trade scenario. I'm good with this. If they do this, I'm good with this. Listen, you you hang on to the number 12 pick, right? So instead of picking 2 and 12, you're picking 12 and 22. Okay. We'll take a look in a second here 
at some of these scenarios uh, and, you know, draft rankings, and we'll see. What could the Texans get at 22 or about there? Uh, thank you, Wingstop. Wingstop said you definitely just got a new subscriber. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. Very much so. Uh, well, this is every day we do this, just like this. Monday through Thursday, 2 to 5, right here. Barry on deck. We talk shit and have a good time. We talk local sports. We talk uh, national sports. We talk shit. We have fun. Uh, it's all good. Chris from Sam Houston said WWE draft greater than the NFL draft. Well, no. No. What does the WWE draft even do? I need to know. Hold on. I'm sorry. We're going to get to my opinion on this thing here in just a second. Two-ish. Kiss my ass. He's right, though. Wallace is right. This show, I'm usually a little late. We'll just stick around. Um, I'll be watching a game on Sunday. Oh. So tell me about this WWE draft. I don't understand. Is that really a thing? Titan Hugo said the WWE draft is tomorrow at 7 on Fox. What's up, Eric Resendez? What is the WWE draft for? WWE draft. What are they drafting? It, first of all, what do you what could you possibly be drafting? If there's no teams, what are you drafting for tag teams? <sighs> WWE draft alternatively called the WWE Superstar Shakeup is a process used by the American Professional Wrestling Promotion WWE to refresh its rosters between the Raw and SmackDown brands. Wrestlers from the promotion development brand NXT are also eligible to be drafted to Raw and SmackDown. This is so stupid because do you honestly think that, do you honestly think that, I mean, like, this is already just like wrestling. And don't get me wrong, I'm not trying to be a dick. But the draft is predetermined. We, we're, we're in on that, right? Like, they know who they want to be on Raw and who they want to be on SmackDown, right? Because they know which ones make money more than the others and which one can boost ratings on the ones that's sagging and blah, 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 blah. Who do they want to get rid of that nobody likes? Who do they want to bring up from NXT? They know all this. These are all business decisions. These are all business decisions. But that's just it. Christian said, well, they can split up tag teams. But again, if, if they just do it and call it a draft, but these would all be decisions that they would make anyways. This just seems like a waste. I mean, if they really wanted to do it, what they should do is let the fans decide. The, let the fans vote on Raw and uh, SmackDown rosters. Then that would be dope. Otherwise, this is just. Catfish says it's like pissing, p- pissing, picking teams at recess. I mean, no, no, it's not. Uh, Nasty Nate said all the storylines are predetermined. Yeah, exactly. You think they're going to do They They know they've written this whole season out. They know what they need. Uh, Wallace said, bro, are you saying that like wrestling is fake or something? I would never, I would never. Um, good afternoon. Hey, what's up, Tony? Good to see you, buddy. All right, is uh, it's a fantasy draft of just two shows. Yeah, it's super weird. What's up, B. Gary? 
I'm almost certain that's a ratings boost by shaking up who's on what show to create new stories with new people. Don't watch, but that's what I assume. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, no, look, that's the thing. It, you got to understand, You, you and, and I saw Christian say, I hate people who say wrestling is fake. Uh, that's just people that say that, including your, yours truly, just to take digs at people that are wrestling fans and we're not. That's all that is. I mean, I was a huge wrestling fan growing up. Huge. And then we were talking about this the other day with Indy Kalu. And then uh, I became uh, a fan again during the Rock and Stone Cold era. Uh, I actually got to do a show with Mick Foley. That was kind of weird. Um, but, yeah, it's a it's a huge, uh, it's a huge entertainment vehicle, right? And the stuff they do is physically demanding. I don't want to I don't want to lessen that or cheapen that. But it is by no means as a guy who covered MMA for almost a, a decade or whatever. It's not the same thing. It's just not. It is predetermined. The fights are not real, but the physical uh things that they have to do is. So are they uh, athletes? Sure. Yeah. In as much as like American Ninja Warrior guys are athletes, right? Yeah. So but the fighting is not real. And that's, that's a, I mean, if you are disputing that, then you're not living in reality. <gasps> Ted DiBiase. Oh, I loved to hate Ted DiBiase. Son of a bitch keeping brass knuckles down there in his junk. Oh, by the way, who's hiding weapons in their taint besides prison people? I mean, what are we doing, Ted? And sometimes, you ever notice that? Like, like, if, Sometimes when they would go to get it, they would be like, Rah! they'd be way down in there like, Ted, are the knuckles in your butthole? Why is it taking so long? And then they would pull out like powder. And I'd be like, well, that was gold bond. They probably got a ringworm down there. That's all that is. Um, so uh, what are your thoughts on the Easter Bunny? <gasps> How dare you? How dare you, sir? The million dollar man. The million dollar man. All right, so there you go. Uh, real quick, let's get back to this. Let's focus, focus, focus. Lamar Jackson, number one pick, because Matthew's saying Barry Lamar has been paid. What did I miss? Is there breaking news on the uh, front page? Breaking news. I see nothing. I see nothing, sir. Yeah, I don't see anything about Lamar. It might be on Twitter, though. We can go to the Twitters. Let's check the Twitters. Um, <laughs> Total Dallas's tweet. Wouldn't it be interesting if the Texans missed one of their picks like the Vikings in 2003? Shut up. Bob Barker, Nick Casario, John Cena. I don't see anything about uh, Lamar Jackson on Twitter. Matthew said, look at uh, the Ravens and star Lamar Jackson have made progress. On a mega deal, sources are saying it's not done. But Baltimore may keep their star and Lamar should get paid. Now, that was eight minutes ago. Two minutes ago, sources. Lamar Jackson, the Ravens have agreed to terms. He has his deal. That would be hilarious if he's like, man, this is where I wanted to be all along. I love Baltimore. I love the Ravens. I love Coach Harbaugh. I love this organization. I love the city of Baltimore. I love crabs. 
I have not had crabs recently, uh, but I love crabs. I love getting crabs. I love eating crabs, not getting crabs. I love eating crabs. Uh, shout out Jameis Winston. Uh, I just love everything about this. My phone's ringing. Hello, this is Lamar Jackson. What you mean traded? What? Houston? Oh, hell no. I hate this city. I hate this team. I hate fucking crabs. Them dirty bitches in this city gave them to me. I hate everything about Baltimore. God, that would be great if that's how it went down, right? He thinks he's got it, and they're like, Hey, remember how he held us hostage? It was like, I'm not playing for y'all. Let's just let's get a deal. And then we'll like, we'll make sure this is the deal that the Texans want monetarily. And then we're gonna trade his ass. <laughs> crabs on three. One, two, three, crabs. Yeah. <laughs> right, Jim. I love Omar from the wire. By the way, Jim, thank you for the 69. I like. Thank you for the 69 bits, buddy. Oh, dude, the wire was so good. Um, he did tweet a smirking emoji yesterday. He was like, bitch. It probably came groveling back to him. Like, hey, Lamar. <laughs> Listen, buddy, we're just, you know, it's just business, baby. I don't know why the, the GM of the Ravens is a weird Sammy Davis Jr. knockoff. It's just business, cat. You are a real hip cat, man. Um, anyways, this seems like a moot point now, but I'd do it in a heartbeat. You're still picking 12. You still get two picks in the first round, plus you're picking 33, 34. Yeah, 34. It's like three picks in the top 34. You're good. Uh, you don't get the second overall pick. That's fine. You go out and you get you a, a, a receiver. At 12, you can probably pick up some O-line help at 22. Maybe some D-line help. I don't know. And then, uh, yeah, and then they would give up the third, a third-round pick, cool, and then a conditional fourth-round pick. That's a no-brainer if that were the case. <laughs> Dick Willie said, send Mills, too. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Send Mills. And all of the neck pad braces that you bought for him. All right. So there's that. We addressed it. Um, rest of the headlines. Let's just breeze through these and then we'll talk some more draft. Here we go. Titans get their stadium. You, uh, Ex-UFC star Nate Diaz surrendered to police on battery charges. He was at a boxing thing. And afterwards, this boxer slash internet content. Cr- I hate people on the internet. Ugh. God, they're the worst. Hey, look at me. I'm a, I'm a content creator. I do things like host shows on Twitch. Um, but he got into it with some content creator slash boxer guy who was like, oh, I want to beat your ass, Nate Diaz. And they was like, no, you're not, fam. And he stalked and slapped the shit out of him, uh, got him into a rear naked choke. And then uh, literally choked the dude unconscious and threw him down when he did. Old boy busted his head and started bleeding. And wah, wah, wah. Don't pick fights with Nate Diaz, but apparently they got in trouble. The cops were called, and he surrendered himself. All right, some more sports headlines for you. The commanders have declined the fifth-year option on Chase Young's deal. What? Yeah. 
I know. Um, they instead chose to renew a deal. Hold on. Let me pull it up. Um, their other defensive end. Where is it? Where is it, sir? Damn it. Where'd it go? Uh, NFL. There we go. Yeah, Montez Sweat. Uh, they, they did pick up his fifth-year option, but they did not pick up Chase Young's. And some of that had to do with injury. Quite honestly, some of it had to do with attitude. Uh, Ron Rivera even said, look, he didn't practice with us all the time. We don't know what he's going to look like when he's healthy, if he ever gets healthy. So that's the NFL, baby. Uh, top of the heap. I mean, there was a time when you looked at Chase Young and went, wow. Wow. He could be the next J.J. Watt. Well, now he's not even the next Michael 5,000 Watts. Um, all right, the Mariners, uh, Robbie Ray is going to have season-ending surgery. Now, this is not the Robbie Ray from the Arizona Cardinals or Arizona Diamondbacks, uh, but this is still a good... Robbie Ray, this is still a solid three in the rotation, Robbie Ray. So it's a big blow for the Mariners. Uh, rest in peace to their season. It's not over. Uh, Anthony Edwards was cited for assault over a post-game chair toss. If you didn't see this, this Edwards was like, hey, don't count us out yet. <laughs> they were down 3-0. We're not finished yet. And they won the next one, and then they lost. And... uh then he threw a chair on the way off the floor and it hit a security guard and another stadium worker. The security guard got hit in the back. The stadium worker, I don't know where that hit. They were both treated and they both pressed charges. So literally as the T-Wolves are pulling out of the parking lot, they stopped the bus. The cops did. They got on the bus and cited Edwards. Talk about not messing around. Oh, really? You play for the opposing team? You got angry and lashed out and accidentally hit us with a chair? You're going to jail, buddy. You're going to jail, pal. He got white people. That's what white people do for sure. If you have committed a crime against a white person, you're going to jail, pal. You hit me with a chair? That's it, buck, bucko. It's always some weird, like, like, uh, you know, they, they don't, it's not going to be anything like super aggressive. All right, Buster. Oh, really, bucko? All right, bud. Listen here, buddy. It's all bees, too. What's that? What's up with that, white guys? What are we doing? Why do all white dudes, uh, all their, their nicknames for nefarious actors starts with a B? Hey, buddy. Listen, bud. Check it out, bucko. Better pay attention, Buster. <laughs> Total Dallas. You're going to jail, sport. As they pull up their pants. Like, it's always in the back, too. You ever notice that? You ever watch, like, old white dudes when they talk shit? They do this. Listen. Let me tell you something, buddy. And they get them, they get them way up high, too. Like, like they're way up there. You know. Like, when they, they got to reach over their shoulder to get their wallet. That's how high their pants get. Nancy Nate said, uh, <laughs> I guess you could count bitch. That's what I use. Yeah, bitch would be one. This is a buddy boy. There you go. Say there, chief. You're going to jail, sport. I love it. 
<laughs> so great. Nancy Nate said Lamar Jackson's new deal with the Ravens will be for five years per source. Tying in with the team through 2027. I thought that's what I reported. Not reported, but read. Lamar and Jalen Hurts are the highest paid QBs in the league. That is insane. I mean, it is and it's not. That's the old guard is uh, retiring. You know what I'm saying? Old guard's going away. So, All right. I guess you couldn't count, bitch. That's what I use. Oh, you could, yeah. Check the video. It was an accident, dumb Karens. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, he didn't do it on purpose. It wasn't an assault 75 truth. It wasn't like, he was like, look at this old-ass security guard. Wow! Then he, like, Rick flared him in the back. <laughs> ah! He was just like, this all sucks. And then it got out of hand. So, it's stupid. It's stupid. Nothing's going to happen. Like, he's not going to be like, oh, is this Anthony Edwards have a tattooed tear? How much time did he spend in jail? <sighs> Rest in peace to money, money sign, suede. I have no idea who that is. No idea who that is. He got stabbed in prison. They left him in the shower. What a life. Mm. Speaking of dead people. Jerry, Jerry, Jerry is what they're chanting in heaven. Did he go to heaven? Are we prepared to say Jerry Springer went to heaven? Everybody's like, oh, you haven't noticed that. When you die is when people forget most times your transgressions. Not everybody. Charles Manson, Hitler, Jim Jones. Not the rapper Jim Jones, the weirdo Jim Jones, David Koresh. You know, for the most part, I mean, Jerry Springer was responsible for some of the worst television in in the history uh, of TV. Like, the, just the bottom of the barrel. You think, you think reality TV is bad now. At a time when midday talk shows were all the rage. Now, they're not. It's sad, right? Now, it's like Kelly and Ryan Seacrest, or it was like Regis and Kelly, and then it was like Kelly and Ryan, and then it was like Kelly, and now it's like her husband is doing it, but it's like so sad. There's like, I don't know. Nobody gives a shit anymore, right? You got that crazy, uh, what is it, Wendy Williams? That bitch is insane. Insane. Wendy Williams is the black, uh, how to put this? Wendy Williams is the, the, the black midday talk show host Donald Trump. She just says whatever the fuck she wants. She don't give a shit. It's just like, did she just really say that? Are you allowed to say that? Well, I did. Rudy Rod's chanting Barry. Um, Jerry was beating Oprah at one point. Where were Jerry? Where was Jerry's network? Yeah. Well, that's because um, Ben Smith, Atlanta Braves fan. Thank you for the breaking news. We have discussed it already. But uh, appreciate you being here. Thanks for showing up, Ben. Um, yeah, but we just, uh, we just talked about it. So, um, but yeah, Jerry Springer, like he was like midday talk show smut. You know what I mean? Like it was like, uh, 
Oprah was trying to be next level shit. Then you had like Sally Jesse Raphael. You had Donahue. You had Geraldo Rivera. You had, oh, uh, who was the blonde chick? Uh, God, what was her name? This was so annoying. Not Sally Jesse Raphael. There was another one. And then it was like Jerry Springer. And Jerry was the one that was like, let's destroy families. Let's do that and make money off of it. And then a lot of that shit became fake and contrived and bleh, stupid. Jenny Jones. Thank you, Jim. Thank you, Jim on sports. 75 True said Jerry was so bad it was good. That's kind of how it was. It was such a train wreck. It was so awful that you were like, okay, I'll watch. Just me. But you never told anybody. Like Jerry Springer was like a Lil Nas X and Vanilla Ice of daytime talk show. Everybody bought the album, but no one would admit to it. Everybody watched, but no one would say, oh, man. Did you see Jerry yesterday when he tore apart three families? Uh-huh. Right? That was great, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. Maury is just dollar store Jerry Springer. Yeah, there's that too. There's that too. This is sports upset. Those families were ruined along before Jerry. No. And then they get in trouble. I think I saw somebody say he wrote fake checks to hookers. First of all, first of all, and last of all, who's writing a check to a hoe? And are hoes even taking checks? Is this a thing? When when are hoes I thought I thought a hoe shit was a cash business. I had no idea you're like, can I PayPal you? <laughs> can I pay push you? What? You got Vin Ho instead of Venmo, you just can I Vin Ho you the money? <laughs> How much is it? Of course, it's sixty nine dollars. Of course it is. By the way, also never sixty nine with a hoe. Oh God. Oh Jesus. You might as well just go out and eat trash out of a dumpster. Good Lord. Jenny Jones got a dude killed to catfishing. Yep. There's that. Yeah, it's not cash app. It's cash ass. 100%. Yeah. You got pay puss, Venho, and cash ass. That's how you pay for hoes. Not write a check, Jerry. Rest in peace. Oh, by the way, did we decide is he up or down? Did he? Or... <laughs> Raya said, hell, they take credit cards now, allegedly. That's insane. Like, who's writing a check to a hoe? Could you imagine if you bounce a check to a hoe? Which, you know, it probably ends up bouncing it to her pimp, and now her pimp has to be on the phone with the bank. Hey, listen. Now, Champagne worked her ass off. And then this raggedy motherfucker is just going to bounce a check. I want my money and a $25 surcharge. You imagine you got to pay a $25 surcharge for a $10 hand job. It's just crazy. Dick Willie said, I mean, checks made out to cash, Barry. Yeah, well, you don't know her name was cash. It could have been Portia or... Sports upset when you're desperate enough, you do what you got to do. I guess. I don't know. I mean, I don't even carry checks anymore. That's such an old man thing to do. I was like, oh, fuck. You're still writing checks at the register, the grocery store, and for hoes. And I'm like, man, 
if I'm the hoe, by the way, I'm calling it in. Boop, 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 boop. Hey, I just need to see if there's funds available in this account. Yeah. Yeah. Number five, seven, 33, You're not leaving here bouncing a hoe check. No. No. And that would be like, now you're like, uh, how much was it for the for the hand job and uh, uh whatever people get at hoes? I keep saying hand job. I don't I don't know who would be paying for a hand job like thirteen year olds maybe, but if you're above the age of twenty, you shouldn't pay for hand jobs. It's not that's not it's not worth the money. First of all, <laughs> Donna said merch. Oh, that's so funny. Um. But like, then you just be like, oh, it's a, it's a hundred dollars. And she's like, cool. And then you pay her and she pulls out one of those fucking fake money check things. And she's like, yep, that's a real hundred. Like, bitch, you carried that. You had that in your titties the whole time. I don't know. Maybe she pulled it out of her, her butt. I don't know. Could you imagine oh, this? You got a whole check in your cash. I just got to make sure it's real. Huggy bear. Whoop my ass. I didn't have this old fucker in here last week writing hot checks. Can't risk it. It's like, it's so funny. I had a whole bit that I did about, uh, like, prostitution's the only honest business left because you never had to call customer service on a hoe. Think about that. That's true. No one's ever called customer service on a hoe. Ever. Like, you don't do that. You don't have to. It's the last of a dying breed of businesses. Hoes even take money orders. <laughs> That'd be great. Wouldn't that be great? You're all in fucking H-E-B. You're like, yeah, let me get, uh, I need to get three money orders. The first one is uh, for $150. Could you make that out to a Reliant Energy LP? Thank you. Uh, the second one is going to be uh, for $70. That's made out to the city of Houston uh, that's for my water bill. And then the third one is going to be made out to strawberry for $74. This is a $4 tip. Seven. Yeah. Straw, strawberry. Yeah. 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 Thank you. So weird. The whore would pull Ted DiBiase's brass knuckles out of her panties. That was, you could have done that without that, Jim. You were doing so good, Jim. Well, you tried. Uh, Hugh Dab said, HJ from a stripper isn't cheating. Right? Ah! Yeah, it is. It's still cheating. All right, this show is off the rails. I apologize to the new people that came here to talk sports and NFL draft. So, so, let's get into some NFL draft, you little... Dirty birds. Let's see, 27. Okay. Um, let's just get right to the one I want to talk about. This was mind-blowing. This was insane And Daniel Jeremiah is a nutcase. If ever there was a mock to mock, this mock is to be mocked more than any mock has ever been mocked. Like, dead-ass serious. Or as the kids would say, dead-ass. Dead-ass. Hold on, let me move this over here. Boom. Watton liked daddy with, what? 
Back in my gigolo days, I only accepted cash and gifts. That's disgusting, Amos. I could just see Amos banging old ladies in the hood. Just listen here, sister, uh, sister Terrell. Uh, I only take cash and gifts. <laughs> well, sweetie, can I can I can I pay you in food? Okay, <laughs> I'll cook for you. All right. <laughs> I think that makes you my wife. Amos is out here just banging all the old ladies in the neighborhood. Oh, I tell you what, that's that Amos over there. Oh, boy. That, that motherfucker make you walk crooked for three days. Oh, some dude tried to use a fake business check, said BOD on it. Oh, shut up, Total Dallas. Uh... Cisco said, I beg to differ, Barry. One time we took this 18-year-old co-worker to the strip club. Sundays were half-price dances. He got one and said it was the best $20 he ever spent. We told him it was only... Oh, I can't read the rest. Still cheating. It's still cheating. Wingstop said, don't apologize. See, this is literally how the show goes every day. You should see it, Wingstop, when I have my Adderall. It's literally like when you're done, you're like, what happened? For three hours. This shit was insane. And we'll have talk sports and non-sports and everything in between. It's a, it's a ride around here. All right, so I wanted to show you guys this. This is Daniel Jeremiah's mock draft. And again, if ever there was a mock to mock, this mock is the one to mock of all the mocks that have ever been mocked. Oh, my goodness. Look at this shit, would you, folks? Um, number one, first pick in the draft. No problemo. Carolina. The Carolina Panthers uh, take Bryce Young, quarterback, Alabama. Okay. Donald said, and buttholes. Sometimes. Sometimes, indeed. Uh, Hugh Dab said, yeah, mock talk. I mean, are you being facetious? Listen, there's a reason. There's a method to my madness here, buddy. Pal. Sport. So maybe do the old white man pull up the pants thing again. <sighs> um, what does that say? Oh, whatever. Oh, yeah, there'll be some titty every once in a while. All right, so n- nothing crazy here, right? Bryce Young goes first to the Panthers. That's why they moved up, duh, to get their quarterback. Number two pick in the draft would be your Houston Texans. Let's go, Texas. Wrong button. I mean, was it though? Was it though? Was it the wrong button? It is the Texans. Um, and he projects that the Texans would take CJ Stroud. Now, a lot of you are like, Demata, thank you, Demata. It's good to see you, buddy. But if one more person comes into this godforsaken chat and breaks the news that Lamar Jackson got a five-year extension, like 50-some-odd people watching a sports talk show wouldn't have already told me that in the chat, Demata? Come on, man. How much meds are you on right now? Get well soon, buddy. We love you. QDAP said, we know Barry has the best-looking mock. I've never tried to do a mock draft. Maybe I should. You guys want to do a mock draft? We should do it, like, different. We should uh we should do a mock draft of all the mock drafters. Like is Mel Kuyper going in the top ten? I don't know. He slipped. 
he's got tight hips and bad hair and the the jawline of Lizzo. Okay. Oh, fuck you, Jim. Sorry for the cursing, news people. Texans are going to mess it up. Barry show did not spend hours upon hours talking draft shit, and I'm so happy about it. Yeah, we don't spend a ton of time. You know, they'll probably. I don't know, though, man. I kind of, in a way, I kind of feel like Nick Casario might have a plan now. Along with D'Amico Rice. Remember I did the whole, what's the plan? Do they even have a plan? They fired Lovey Smith. Three coaches in three years. What are we doing? D'Amico Rice was a good answer to that. Maybe they have a plan. Uh, oh, shit. Yo. Triple out. What? Triple out with the five. Thousand biddies. Do you know how many hand jobs that'll buy? A lot, sir. I salute you. And so does my wife's lotion bill. Hey, babe, you're out of lotion. Again? I swear, I, I don't know how it goes so fast. I barely use any. I don't know either. So weird. But you're out. Or you will be. Thank you, Triple Lot. Much love, buddy. I appreciate you. People on Twitter say Texans owner wants a QB at pick two. First of all, fuck everybody at Twitter. Okay, Eric. Don't get into that bullshit Texans draft. Texans blogger. Hey, look at me. I like the Texans and I have an internet connection. I'm going to start a website. I'm media. No, the fuck they're not. I got sources that say, who you and your fucking jerk off blogger fan site people that all get together and go, wouldn't it be cool if, oh, that's a source. Fuck all that, Eric. And not only that, but fuck anybody in the media that's also spreading these rumors because they all told you guys, I've told you this. They all, I mean, 95% of the rumors that, that uh, are out there originate from agents or GMs who are trying to dupe or deke everybody else in the draft or improve their player's stock, hurt the stock of another player so that they'll fall to them, confuse other GMs. Like, it's 95% bullshit. Whether it's from legit media people or these fan bloggers. Do not fall for it. So, look, even the source that I had, grain of salt. Okay, I just take it with a grain of salt. And I'm not fussing at you. I'm just saying, don't believe that shit. Don't fall for it. I don't give a fuck if what the Texans owner wants. Well, then you be the GM. Jerry McNair. Hannah McNair. Or Hannah Jones. Yeah, that's the right. That's the right. Okay, this hat's got to go. It's too much. Just too much. Total Dallas said, how do rumors get started? Um, usually, it's because, um, I mean, honestly, here's the, here's the God's honest truth, okay? Now, in fact, I'm going to say this, and I will have someone on this show at 4.15, Joel Blank, <laughs> that'll validate this. Because Joel used to talk about this shit on our show all the time when it came to NBA and NBA trade rumors, which is part of why what I'm telling you was part of why I'm telling you what I'm telling you. 
Because Joe would even say, back in the day, in the NBA, GMs would go to their favorite reporter or their favorite writer and say, hey, I need you to run this story from an anonymous source that says the following. Just do it for me, and I'll give you the next two exclusives. And it could be anything, right? It could be a part of a contract negotiation. It could be draft-related. It could be player-related. It could be GM-to-GM trade-related. It could be related to anything, but that's what they do. They use legitimate media sources as tools. I'm not saying like, oh, Ian Rappaport's a tool. In a way, he is for GMs and agents to manipulate the messages that get out. And that's it. All it takes is an agent to pick up the phone and go, hey, uh, I don't know. What's one of the guys you follow? I don't, I can't really follow them, but they get on my nerves. But hey, uh, Ian Rappaport, we'll just use him again. Hey, uh, yeah, this is uh, Will Levis's agent. Hey, yeah, listen, did you see that his... That that uh, his stock is going up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, apparently, we're getting a ton of calls from the Texans at two. You don't know if that's true, but you're going to run with it because you heard it from his agent, who is now like, well, we just boosted Levis's stock. Now everybody thinks he's wanted it too. Don't listen to anything. Don't believe at least anything you see or read. Until it happens. Because I promise you, if we all stopped and grabbed Reyes, I am going to, I swear to God, I swear to God, I'm going to, somebody time out, Reyes. I'm telling you that most of what you see and read is posturing or bullshit. Either by other teams or it's just, Fake news. It's just people reaching for stories and clicks. Don't believe it. it, Dick Willie said it could be Casario was on the chopping block. What? Well, the replacements is free on YouTube that week. What? I don't know what that is. Come on, Truman, sing that song. I have no idea what that is. The odds of Will Levis going number one went from 40 to one to four to one because of an anonymous post on Reddit. Yeah, exactly. We talked about that yesterday. Exactly. Thanks for watching, Jim. Appreciate that. Um, yeah, no, we talked about that. So, like, it's it you you. I don't want y'all to fall for the bullshit, right? I, just don't fall for the bullshit. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. So, anyways, uh, what were we discussing? Oh, this mock draft, right? So, Daniel Jeremiah's mock draft has Bryce Young at one, C.J. Stroud at two. Uh, okay, we could argue all day about is that the right order? Should it be Stroud than Young, Young than Stroud? Size versus potential versus NFL ready versus this, that, and the other. What about Will Levis? What about uh, Anthony? Uh, I can't remember his name. None of that matters. Do you know why? Bam! What? Daniel Jeremiah confirmed crackhead. Daniel Jeremiah seems to think that the Texans are going to somehow, some way, trade with the Arizona Cardinals to move up to three. Yeah, and thank you, Anthony Richardson. 
to move up to three and go back-to-back drafting in the two spot and the three spot to get C.J. Stroud and Will Anderson. (sighs) What? It says it's no secret Arizona wants to trade out, and it's no secret that Houston is seriously considering an edge rusher with the second pick. Both teams get what they want in this scenario. Houston now has a pillar on each side of the ball. Cool, but, cool, but, think about how much shit they have to give up to get the number three pick in the draft, okay? Just think about that for a second. So now you're like, cool, we got two pillars and nothing else on a team full of holes. I almost said hoes. That might be accurate too. But a team full of holes and you're just going to give up It has to be that you're giving up 12, right? You're probably giving up 34. Probably giving up a fourth round pick and a a two or a three next year. Some crazy shit like that. But if you believe in those guys enough, I mean, you got to do it, right? Are you better off getting the best edge rusher and one of, if not the best quarterbacks in the draft? Or an edge rusher and the best receiver in the draft and have Case Keenum as your quarterback. I don't know. It just depends on what the plan is. Are you trying to suck next year for one more game? Are you trying to be a winner starting next year? I mean, if if if, if you know Domingo Ryans, they, they probably want to win now. But this ain't happening, folks. This ain't happening. The Texans aren't moving up to three, Okay. It's just they're not doing it. But I thought it was hilarious. I thought it was interesting. And then they have the Colts having to settle for Will Levis at four. Jalen Carter goes five. Uh, Witherspoon, six. Christian Gonzalez, seven. Bijan Robinson to the Falcons at eight. Tyree Wilson at nine to the Bears. Nolan Smith, 10. Titans take Zay Flowers at 11. And with that 12 pick in the draft, uh, the Cardinals go out and get Paris Johnson to protect uh, Kyler Murray. So there you go. Oh, Titans don't move up to three for CJ. Listen, there's some rumblings that they might. There's some rumblings. <laughs> What's crazy is in a world where who would have thought it in a world where everybody needs a quarterback in the AFC South, except Jacksonville, who stood alone amongst the other shitty teams in a shitty division in a world. They literally all three can move up. Literally. Linda, listen. Linda, Linda, listen. This draft could go Carolina, Houston, Tennessee, Indy. What? Because Indy's like, ah, we're good. We'll just stay pat, right? We're good. We're good. We don't need to move up. Texans ain't going to take. They don't want that. Which is also why Nick Casario ain't saying shit. Because old Nicky boy might be like, yeah, we don't give a fuck. Listen, here's our top four. We're happy with any of these cats and kitties. You want to move up? Indy, first of all, though, the Texans, they, they asked me this on Wichita Radio yesterday. They were like, I see a scenario where the Texans and the Colts trade picks. I was like, nope. Nope. Ain't happening. Ain't happening. 
the Texans aren't going to help the Colts and the Colts aren't going to help the Texans and the, the Texans certainly aren't going to hand one of the best quarterbacks in the draft to the Colts and then have to face them twice a year for the next five years at least. That won't happen. But a scenario where they trade with the Cardinals could or Tennessee could trade with the Cardinals and move up to three, especially... If the Texans go defense. Now that's something to consider. That's something that makes sense, right? The Titans desperately need a quarterback. Ryan Tannehill is awful. It's time to move him back to receiver. Just kidding. It's time to cut him. Tannehill is awful. Uh, We know that the Colts need a QB in there at four. So what better scenario for the Titans? And, and, And a scenario in which you would definitely move up is the Texans really want Bryce Young, and that's all we want. No, we don't like any of the other quarterbacks in this draft. So if we don't get Bryce Young at two, we're going edge rusher. We're going to go Anderson. And then the Titans go, oh, shit. We love C.J. Stroud. That's our guy. And then they leapfrog the Colts and pick three, trade with the Cardinals, uh, which would be what they would give up. The, they would have the 11th pick in the draft. Plus they would probably get more from them. So the Titans could leapfrog the Colts and take their guy. And now the Colts would have to settle for Levis or Richardson or whoever else. Or any of those quarterbacks. That is a scenario that absolutely could happen. In fact, we should start that rumor. I should do that. I should just go to Twitter and just be like every one of these idiots on Twitter and be like, ah, sources are telling me that if the Texans go uh, edge rusher at two, the Titans are going to move up and take either Bryce Young or CJ Stroud, whichever one the Carolina doesn't take. That's how the shit goes. Like this is honest to God. There are people that do that. They just, they do that. Nobody vets a source anymore because it doesn't matter about accuracy. It matters about being first. No one gives a shit about being right anymore. It's all about being first. Most clicks, most retweets. That's what, that's what life is about now. I should do that. But I mean, that's just logic. That makes sense, right? That just, that just makes sense for the, for, for, uh, this is stupid, but that makes sense to, for the Titans to move up and leapfrog a division opponent who also needs a quarterback. Yeah. Yeah especially knowing the Cardinals want to move out. In fact, the Colts may be like, shit, we can't afford to have anybody leapfrog us and get our guy. We really, really, really want Stroud or Young. And if the Texans don't take one of those two, we've got to bump up to three before we get jumped. So it's going to be so much fun, man. I am so excited for this NFL draft. I really am. If you ain't first, your last Rick and Bobby. If the Texans help the Colts or Titans, then they are the dumbest freaking Romans since Nero. Facts, total Dallas. That's why I say they won't do it. And look, I'll talk a lot of shit about Nick Casario for some of the dumb things he's done. And he's done some good things too, but he's done some dumb things. But the one thing I'm confident in saying is Nick Casario is not so stupid that he would just gift a divisional opponent a potential franchise-level quarterback. On purpose. Little caveat there. On purpose. Now, what he might do, what he might do is decide, 
All we wanted was Bryce Young. We don't want the rest of these quarterbacks. Or maybe it was just D'Amico that goes, nah, fam, we're going to go defense. Let's just do defense. Let's just give me Will Anderson, bro. I can win with Case Keenum and Will Anderson. But I can't win with whichever rookie quarterback you give me in this defense as is. So, you know, if they decide they're going to go defense and don't take Young or, or Stroud, and then that falls to Indy and they become the franchise quarterback that you could have had, well, that's just shit happens. I mean, you look back and you go, oof, shit. Shouldn't have done that. <clears throat> but that's different. That's not that's not being dumb. That's just doing what you think is the best move for your franchise. Hey, what's up, Joe Bro? Good to see you, buddy. All right. It's 405. I was gonna take a break. I think I can I think I can bang this out. I think I could do this. <laughs> Uh, I owe uh, several things here. Um, I owe thankful Thursdays to say thank you to everybody. And I owe some shots because we have birthdays. So I'm not even going to take a break right now. Here's what I'm going to do. Uh, first of all, let me just say to everybody that sent in a thankful Thursday, man. Thank you guys for your continued support of the show. Really? I do appreciate it. You guys are amazing. Donna sent in a $10 thankful Thursday on Venmo. And she said, happy, happy, thankful Thursday. My sweet, sweet Donna. Thank you so much. Uh, PP Dubs sent in a $6 thankful Thursday. Thank you, buddy. I appreciate you. Jen, you work here, Jen. Jen sent in a $20 thankful Thursday, and she's like, I missed a few weeks. No, you didn't. You work here. Uh, Sylvia sent in a $5 happy BOD thankful Thursday. Thank you, sweetie. And then Cece sent in a $5 thankful Thursday. She said, happy vacation. Oh, wait, no, that's me. Girl, you didn't put personal on there. You know, fucked up. You want me to send it back and do it again? CC's on vacation. She forgot to get personal or put personal. Her tax man's going to beat her ass now. Uh, Alex Villanueva, thank you for the $10. Uh, thankful Thursday. Let me get the, let me get the, hold on. Uh, they always send a, a thing. Where is it? Ah, here you go. Yo, awesome show yesterday as usual. Great week of fun. It's shot times. Let's go. Okay. I will do a shot, but I'm not doing the shot just for that because not only uh, did Alex send it a $10 Thankful Thursday and everybody else. You know what time it is, bitches. I told you already. I told y'all. I told y'all already. It is that time of the month. No, that's not, not a, the time of the month thing. That's not what that means at all. Uh, it's that time once again, ladies and gentlemen. Where is it? You son of a... Don't you do this to me. Don't you do this to me. What number is that? What? Why are you how you are? Huh? Huh? Come on. Shout out, Tricks. Oh, shit. Here we go. There we go. Let's try this, baby. Brian Pettit, uh, my dude, 
Hey, first of all, Brian, happy birthday to you, man. Uh, I hope you have a fantastic day. Really, I hope you get roadhead or a hand job or whatever it is you're into, buddy. Bopagan, whatever. Uh, but happy birthday to you, man. Good luck in your pursuit of that endeavor that you email me on, man. Best of luck to you. I hope you get it. You deserve it. Cheers, buddy. Happy birthday. the chat doing the peanut butter jelly time <laughs> baby we got two sunday birthdays memesters i love you to death baby girl thank you so much for rocking with me all these years on barry on deck you're the best i appreciate you maybe i hope you get roadhead or a hand job whatever it is you're into damn it sounds so creepy saying it to mimi i love you mimi happy birthday to you And you don't do a lot of shots, but you want something that's uh, pretty good. You can't, you can't go wrong with that Bacardi one. It's like cheating. It's like a cheat code for doing shots. You're out and about, and somebody's like, let's do a shot. You're like, I don't like whiskey. I don't like whatever. Get your little Bacardi line. Coming up in about five minutes, that man you see on your screen right there going to roll up in this bitch. We're going to talk some NBA, probably until the show's over. So I saved all the NBA talk for uh, Pac-Man Joel. Um, Joel Blank going to join me. 23 years with the Houston Rockets, another four with the Portland Trailblazers. Nobody I know, nobody you know, and really not many other people in this country more qualified or more adept at talking NBA than my man, Joseph Blankenship. That's not his whole name. That's not his real name. Uh, but yeah, Joel's going to join. Uh, we're going to talk NBA. I'll get his thoughts on the draft. We'll see what he, what he thinks there. We'll find out his thoughts on uh, the, the Aaron Rodgers trade, but mostly the, I have Joel on specifically to talk NBA because uh, that's what I think he's great at. I mean, he's great at all of it. Don't get me wrong. But yeah. Uh, Steven the Weather Guy, thank you for the $10 biddies, buddy. Steven the Weather Guy. Oh, B-Hand, and I almost missed it, man. Thank you for the resub. 12 months. That's a whole ass year. I don't know if you knew that or not, but that's a year, man. Thank you, uh, B-Hand. Much love, Playboy. Why'd he say sheesh? Why'd he say sheesh? Uh, Jet said, I love it. I'm coming here on my birthday. Well, now, Jet, I don't want to ruin the fun here, buddy. But uh, we only do birthday shout outs for our Patreon members. That's right. So anybody that joins the Patreon, that's another one of the perks. We know Jen gets your birthday and she keeps track of all that. And every morning 
she messages me. She sends me a text. Here's the birthdays we have today. Or if it's a Thursday, she'll message me and say, hey, here's all the birthdays over the weekend that we're going to miss. So we got to do it, Labanac. And I'm like, all right. And then we shout out our Patreon members because, you know, because they love us and we love them. That's how it works. So, yeah, you can join. No, it's it's not mandatory. It is absolutely not mandatory that you uh, join the Patreon. Where is that at? Oh, there it is. <clears throat> but you can if you want to. And it's some say it's worth it. Most. I think a lot of people that are members really enjoy, especially like if you get access to our Discord server and all the other shit. Dang it, roll call again. What? Reyes says, I never got a birthday shout out from you. I don't know if that's true, Reyes. I think you did. I don't know. You you should have. QDAB said that I missed roll call. What roll call? No roll call. There's no roll call. I don't know what you're talking about. Is that like, uh, what's up, y'all? What you got to say? Who's on the mic with Hatter, Nikki and Jay? Well, my name is. I always had it. I've always said that. You know. Oh, it's a bees joke, Barry. Oh, great. So now we're crossing swords. Is that what we're doing? We're bringing all your show content over here. Gosh, I hope. I hope. Do we do we do all the Barry on deck inside jokes? On the killer bees too, huh? Is that what we do? Or are we just going to do that on my show? <laughs> Except poor Marina has a hard time letting things go. Now you guys be nice. Be nice. Reyes is mixing up birthday shout outs with Roadhead. That's probably, yeah, that's, yeah, probably. Pac-Man said, uh, my followers bring you cash. Your followers. Oh. <laughs> Fuck it. We ain't waiting another minute. Get Bring your ass up. Oh, I almost put you on the wrong interview thing, too. That's, I would have put you on my mom's interview thing. We don't want to do that. What's up, Joe Blake? Oh, uh, I can't hear you. There we go. Your followers. How we doing? Bring me cash. Yeah. What's up, buddy? How are no, you? No, that was actually, that wasn't a shot at you. The reason yes. why I said it was because, you, you, as you know, and boy, watch this right off the top. I'm just going to completely go at some people that are going to take this way too personal. Psychotic followers mm. that get like in a, shall we just say a, a quandary with the hosts, think that like they're being super sly, cool, tough and mysterious by jumping over to yours, which I then encouraged to do. But then they're like, see, we donated money. See, did you do what we did? I go, you know what? And keep doing it. Just oh. keep giving my man bank. Cause I, it's blank getting him bank. That's what we do. Blank's bank for my boy, Barry. Period. I wish you guys Enjoy wouldn't fight. Day. You guys make me sad. I, you know what? I went through a divorce um, when I was six years old. My parents, I mean, I didn't get a divorce, obviously. Would I grow up in Utah? I'm saying like my parents got divorced. When you I divorced was yourself, didn't yeah. you? Yeah. At one of. point. Yeah. You got um, a little bit too much for your own self. I, I, I saw that. But watching my parents this tears me apart. It's like it's all over again. <laughs> well, this dude knows where you live, evidently. So you oh, might want to be. Oh, God. Oh, God. A little side eye. Oh. Ask okay. Donna. She'll tell you about it later. I had to get on. School. I won't say any names, but I had to get on somebody for sending me presents and gifts to the house i was like no this is not okay don't do that that's not okay well you, you could have just told me here you didn't have to send a message 
Lawn um, talk is what it is. You got the whole pound bag of fertilizer? Bro, okay. my lawn is awful, by the way. Uh, hard time said, uh, oh, no, where'd it go? Oh, yeah, blank in the box. Oh, no, blank in the bank. That's what it was. Blank yeah. in the bank. Blank That's not bad. Box. I like that. What am I, what am I Justin Timberlake? Am I yeah. in a box? Now it's a yeah, blank in a box. I like that. Well, okay, look, we're going to get NBA, but Joel, I got to get your thoughts on the Aaron Rodgers trade first. How are you doing as a Packer fan? Do you feel like they got enough for him? I'm a tick. <laughs> you, you, you selling it? <laughs> I'll start the bids right now. If anybody wants Princess Karen Rodgers jersey, five bucks. <laughs> no, minimum bid. I got to make some cash off of this. Do you? How much uh, did you pay for it? Give me ballpark. Give me ballpark. Details, huh? I didn't. Oh, I didn't. Okay. Well, of course not. <laughs> I I earned it. Um, oh, oh, who'd you blow to get that? No, <laughs> no, 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 that's hey, it's not birthday wishes anymore. You did that previously, so let's not take it to that level. Um, uh, champagne wishes, caviar dreams, but that's where it ends. Um, <laughs> almost went through your nose there. Yeah, dude. I, look, I think. And honestly, credit to Jeremy Branham because I didn't have this philosophy first and foremost when I came into the studio that day. I was like, look, I don't think they got enough. I thought that once Karen Rogers decided to put out his feelings in the media yet again, and when the princess said the only where he, where he wanted to play was New York, I thought the Packers had negotiating power enough to get more. But when talking to Jeremy about it, he was like, hey, look, if he didn't go where he wanted to go, he could have just quit and you'd have gotten nothing for him. So what you got, and pretty much there's a guarantee you'll get a first out of it because he only has to play 65% of the plays. So you got a first, you got a second, you got a pick swap that moved you up two spots in the draft for them. That could be the difference between a receiver and a tight end. And the fact that you probably wouldn't have gotten anything for him otherwise, I'll take it. I'm just happy to be done with the drama and the days of our lives and the BS. And the again, I go back to this that I've said with you. <laughs> two years after this last bit of drama, a year ago, he said... That a reporter said, does this mean you will finish your, your career in Green Bay? And he said, absolutely. And here we are. Yeah. Well, you should have known better. I, I hope he gets crushed. Uh, my question was to, uh, they asked me about this. I did a, I do a radio hit on Wednesdays after the show. And they asked me specifically who I thought won the trade. And I feel like the Jets didn't have to give up a ton. Because the, the, the move up, I mean, in all, for all intents and purposes, that's a wash, right? It wasn't like moving up from 20 to 40. Mm. No, but it's in the, the difference first between round, getting... It is not a lot, right? If, but if you could get Jackson Smith and Jigba, which I know is a name you love to pronounce, um, uh, as opposed to best receiver off the board, got to take Michael Mayer, the tight end from Notre Dame, it means something. It doesn't mean I, I'm with you. A, I don't think it means huge, that much. But that's a huge guess. Like you're just you have no idea if either of those guys are going to be available at that moment. You really don't. So you can't really all it is is a slot at that point, right? And I think the five six is kind of a wash too. You're not that that's special yeah, teams and 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 you know practice squad guys. Uh, but the 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 two twos, which could be a one and a two, I mean that's good. Don't get me wrong. Um, but you feel like for an Aaron Rodgers, you could have got more. Now, the one thing they did say was, hey, he's 39. He's not young. He might play two more years, Bear, and his, it's yeah. at 50 plus million each year. Yeah. So for two years of not having him and the drama and all the BS, you at least got some stuff out of it. 
I mean, you know, like me, if someone comes to the station and they're bringing stuff, and you know what? It was a good day because I went home with some stuff. Yeah. Well, I mean, the alternative, like you said, is he just doesn't play or he just plays and he's miserable. Well, you know, if you want to tarnish your career and and put a, have an output like you did last year with a, nothing around you, okay, be my guest. Or if you just want to not play and make zero money versus $100 million, that's also your call. I, I think this came down to a choice, really, the Green Bay had to make between uh, uh, an aging veteran quarterback and a, and a young coach. I mean, who would you rather have mm, at this point? It's a young quarterback. Lafleur. It's, it's, or... it's Jordan Love more, more than Lafleur though, Barry. It's Jordan Love because this was the last year of the deal. You had to make a decision and a choice. You either got to pick up his fifth-year option and then sign him, or if he sits for one more year, he gone. That's it. Yeah. He's not coming back, and you don't have to worry about it. And, look, I think he's terrible. I, I don't have any say, confidence Jordan Love's in trash. If you chose between Aaron Rodgers and Jordan Love, you chose wrong. But – when you chose between a guy that's willing to learn, willing what you want him to do and be a good camper versus a guy that continually wanted more and more total control and power over football operations, the coach, as you mentioned, and the, the play calling and the, then the personnel, at a certain point you cut your losses and go, hey, thanks for the memories, but good luck to you. We got to move on because this bleep show happened before. We lived this with Brett Favre when he kept – trying to push the envelope, more control, want more, want more, want more. And at eventually a certain point, a president, a general manager, and the staff was like, can't do it anymore. Cannot mm-hmm. do it anymore. So, yeah. <laughs> AR Platinum just goes, hey, it's the usual suspects. Feels like it, He huh? told me he was going to chime in. Yeah. <laughs> um, the, the, the funny thing is, and, and we're going to get to NBA here. I, I don't want to beat a dead horse. I'm sure you're sick of talking about it, but I – the the thing that that you could do now, and I don't know if anybody's even discussing this if you're Green Bay, but, hey, there's a team that sits third that really wants to move down. You just picked up a ton of capital. Based on what the Texans do, and I actually talked about this earlier on the show, that don't be surprised if Tennessee makes a move to leapfrog Indy, especially if, if the Texans Agreed. go defense, right? Well, the Packers yep. are sitting pretty with some picks, too, where they could leapfrog Indy, go into three, and get a new quarterback of the future because Jordan Love's not it. Everybody in the building knows that, right? No, that's not true. That's oh, the problem. God. They don't know that. They think that they might have something. Keyshawn Johnson's out there saying this is a guy that's going to make six or seven Pro Bowls. There's a very big misconception, I believe, that Jordan Love can be really good. I hope I'm right. I'm wrong and they're right, but I don't see it. And I've watched every snap this team plays. You know that. But here's the other thing, Barry, why they won't do it, because they just did it. They did it and screwed this whole thing up when they drafted Jordan Love instead of one of the capable wide receivers that would have helped this team, which set this whole negative funnel and process that became a, a, a tornado and a hurricane and the reason why Aaron Rodgers isn't finishing his career in Green Bay. Brian Gutenkunst, the general manager, ain't doing that again. And you're not going to let Jordan Love finally get the reins and then go, hey, but by the way, Jordan, we're also going to put a dude on the roster right oh. behind you that's ready to take over in a year. Oh, no, that move isn't, hey, uh, you know, we're undercutting you or undermining you. That move is 100%. You're not the guy. You're, a, you're, a, you're but, the but, backup. But as a general manager who, but as a general manager that not only drafted him, but traded up to get him, the last thing a general manager wants to do is admit he's wrong. And especially after all of this BS, I don't think he's doing it. 
Well, but it's not the same as when if you did that to Aaron Rodgers. Doing that to Jordan Love, undercutting him, undermining him, and getting another QB for the future isn't the same as doing it to Aaron Rodgers. Because like you said, that was the beginning of the end in Green Bay. Once they did that, okay, Rodgers was like, all right, screw y'all. Yeah, but then the scope is on him even more going, okay, so now you're admitting what you should have admitted before you even drafted him. He ain't the guy and Rodgers wasn't ready to retire. But now you're actually admitting the whole reason why you just had to make the deal you made with the Jets and piss off a certain portion of the fan base that wanted him to finish his career there by admitting what you could have admitted all along and and avoided all of this is going to send the entire fan base in a frenzy going, are you kidding me? Now that you finally got rid of the guy you kept trying to push out the door, you also push out the guy that was supposed to be the reason why you were pushing him out the door? You know what, though? I I don't think it happens. I I think you're right from the standpoint of pride. That's why they wouldn't do it, right? But, you know, uh, pride is the downfall of a lot of fools. And I would rather my G- my GM be like, I screwed up, but I'm going to try to right that wrong in this draft. I'm going to try to fix it because, yeah, I messed that up, but you know what? Lessons learned. So I'm not going to go out and stunt the growth of this franchise even more by being like, well, I can't get a quarterback this year, even though we desperately need one because the guy's not the guy. <laughs> But that's just but that's me. like saying that's like saying, hey, I tripped and, and got myself kicked in one grape. So now I'm going to go out and try and get the other one. <laughs> I, but I you wouldn't be, though, I, like you'd, you would be trying to rectify the problem up. or the, the mistake. And I respect well, the guy like, more for that than trying to be like, well, we won't uh, do that. So Rick Smith, so huh? you screwed up with Brock Osweiler. So you found a way to trade him and then trade more draft capital, get to Sean Watson. You righted the wrong. Yeah, but exactly. you're still on the hook for two screw ups. Yeah, but you know what? I mean, honestly, when they made that move, I was like, Rick Smith has has worked a miracle, and he has he has righted a wrong and, and that everybody knew Heck about. Yeah. And but that's it was the too thing. wrong. Everybody knows that Gutenkunz screwed up. Everybody knows that. He knows it. Aaron a- knows it. Love knows it. Everybody knows it. So just write the wrong and say, my bad, but I'm doing the right I thing. I don't think now. he knows it. You know how general wow. managers think. They really? never, they never, unless they absolutely have to, they never believe they got it wrong and they're never going to admit it publicly. And so I don't think, I just, I just don't think that he would do it. Well, that's a damn shame. Hey, uh, Heels, thank you for the resub, buddy. That is 11 months now, man. Thank you so much. 11 months subscribed. Uh, oh, shit, Steven, I forgot to go check the Discord. That's my bad. Hey, um, so one other thing, we were talking about draft rumors, uh, Eric Resendez. I felt bad because I felt like I was attacking Eric, and it wasn't. It was just he came in with a rumor from Twitter. I was like, bro, 95% of the shit you're reading on Twitter is fabricated in some form or fashion and not real. And I gave the example that you used to talk about on air and off air, and I didn't use specifics, but you just said in general, say in the NBA, which you are a savant when it comes to basketball in the NBA, both on the court and off in clubhouses and shit like that. But you talked about on and off air, how a lot of times GMs and teams will manipulate media folk by saying stuff like, Hey, I really need you to float this story because, and they won't tell them why, but they're posturing for some reason, whether it's to outfox another team or contract negotiations or trades or draft or whatever. But if you float this story, I'll give you the next breaking news story first. You'll get it. And you know, guys like Mark Berman are like, let's do it. 
Come on, give it to yeah, me. Yeah, watch. I, first of all, your breath stinks, and I don't know what that gesture is that you Ugh, just did, but you keep burping stink. into the mic. But I will say this. But I mean, that's true, right? You it, validate what I just said. Yeah, that no, happens I all the time. It. So I'll give you the perfect example. Kevin McHale went into a meeting and got fired. Mm. By the time he got out of the meeting and checked his phone, his voicemail was full because going into the meeting, a certain general manager and his staff may or may not have let several NBA breaking news guys know they were about to do this, thinking they were going to do a solid and get a solid back. And so by the time McHale got out of the meeting, the whole world knew what he didn't know till he walked into the meeting and sat down. He was fired and his voicemail was full. And he's like, holy bleep. They actually not only did it, but they actually told guys to tell the world that they were going to do it before they did it. Now, don't tweet so it until it 2 p.m. That's when we're going to tell him he's fired. So at 2 and p.m. And here's the misconception, yeah. too. Woj in the NBA and Rappaport and Schefter and all those guys, they don't need that nugget. They know enough people and are, are connected enough. They're getting it from somewhere else. So when you think that you, you need to do them a solid, now the local guys you mentioned, they can be bought. And I saw it over and over again. Don't kid yourself. That happens on a daily basis. But from a national perspective, they have so many sources. They know so many people. They're not going to sit there and go, yeah, do me a solid now. I'll definitely bury a story for you the next time. Miss me with all that because they got enough. They want to make sure they break every story. They don't owe anybody anything. No, and that's the and, but and, that's the other part the the other part of the equation that's the problem, right? You've got GMs and other folks manipulating the media and floating out stories and rumors that aren't true as a source. But you also have Ian Rappaports of the world who don't take time to vet these sources right. or the information anymore. It used to be you didn't go to print, you didn't say uh, a rumor or whatever was going on until you vetted the info and confirmed it from several other sources. And and now it's like anybody that you just trust and believe. It could be a GM, it could be a a scout. It, as soon as they say something, you're like, all right, I'm running with it. And they don't vet it. They just they go with it. That's why you cannot believe 95% of the shit you where? see as far as rumors. By the way, before I get to that, where is this light coming on my face <laughs> that I can't figure out? I, don't, I need no, your what? elaborate setup of production. Um, yeah, you get it just happened, Barry, on the way home. Anthony Richardson, the rumor broke that there's still a possibility that Anthony Richardson, who the Carolina Panthers were enamored with early in the process when they traded up to one, there's a rumor that says they still could consider him. Why? Not because Carolina is going to take him, but because Anthony Richardson's agent asked whoever reported it to do him a solid so that teams that were considering or maybe be considering a quarterback in the top five just went, oh, bleep, there's a chance that my guy could be going because we thought we could get Richardson at 12, 14, 16, 18. Instead, we better be on lookout. We might have to move up so that he becomes a top 10 pick. He gets more money. The agent get paid more. And boom, there you go. The thing that always fascinates me about all these mock drafts and all these rumors and all these things, do you really think that any team that is being strategic about the draft and has their eyes on certain players are going to go out and tell you exactly what they're thinking? If yeah. I'm thinking quarterback, I'm telling you I'm looking at defensive linemen. Like, that's the most asinine thing in the world that's that you know what that again there's this misconception amongst fans and that's the fan the fanatical part yeah they when they talk they have to be telling me the truth well pull yeah. this leg and it whistles dixie i mean give me a break no one's telling you the truth no 
Not a bit. And that's why I say uh, y'all just really be careful. I mean, like, it's all fun. It's fun to see. Did you see the mock draft by Daniel Jeremiah, who had the Texans moving up to three? And so they were taking. If they do that, every Texans fan, like you did a couple years ago, they ought to turn all their crap in, burn it, sell it, whatever, and pick a team and have the best bidder give get get you your new favorite team. Because if they gave up capital with the worst roster in the NFL, by far. And look, whether you take quarterback or not, those top two picks in the first round, those top picks in the next two days, the for day one and day two, are all supposed to be starters on your squad somewhere. If you're giving up multiples of those to get one guy that you're not even sure is the guy, yeah, you better stop right now. Well, and especially when you consider they're picking, and this is one thing I talked about yesterday and the day before, at 34, that's huge. Like that's for all intents and purposes, that's a first round pick. You're you're picking three times yep. in the first 34. Like that means you're getting uh one of you know, you're one of 10 teams picking every 10 picks. Like that's legit, bro. That's, but you start that's day how you two. build a roster. Yeah, you don't You start day it. 2. You're the you know with all the guys that slipped through the first round that weren't supposed to, exactly. you know next to Chicago because you're on doing you have a chance to control the top half around two. You know how many teams overnight tonight are going to be calling, going, hey, Texans, we're really looking at a couple guys at the top of the second round. What's it going to take? Yep. Also, that, that pick, before you even get to tonight, could get you back into the late stages of the first round if there's a receiver or a tight end or well, someone that you say, man. hey. Plus, if you get him at the end of the first round, you get an extra year of team control. Now you control that player for five years. That's also another big reason why you trade up. Yep. All right, let's get some NBA in, man. Uh, All right, I got to go. Thanks. We'll talk NBA next week. Oh, wait, there's more? Uh, what what you mean this what this is what How I'm many interviews I got for, scheduled Joe? for today? I paid big money for your NBA no. takes. I can do it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, my people said I can do it. <laughs> uh yeah, I was going to say I'm not paying you all this money for the you to bail. Mm. Um, mm. Is... <laughs> I'm on talk... an AJ Hoffman payment plan. <laughs> all right, you shook me on that one. Um, all right, <laughs> let's get let's talk. I hate to do this to you. I do. We just ranted and raved about your Packers, but it's the biggest story I think right now in the playoffs. The the Heat bouncing the Bucks in round one. Let's. Start with the winning side. Um, I saw somebody call him Hemi Butler, like as in him, as in he is him. He's the man. Uh, have we been sleeping on Jimmy Butler as a as one of the four or five best players in the NBA? Or is that what we just saw happen? I mean, bro. I think if you're is- a Rockets fan, the nickname, the appropriate nickname is the anti-Harden. Yeah. Because... He actually gets way better and steps up in the playoffs. Like (laughs) he carries his team when he's supposed to. And so all the credit goes to Jimmy Butler in the heat, especially because you lost Tyler Hero. You were ready to give up on Kyle Lowry. All those guys, I mean, you were overpaying Duncan Robinson to sit on the bench and be a spectator until he wasn't. And when he wasn't, he became Tyler Hero. Like all the kudos in the world to Eric Spolster in the heat. The problem is if you're the Bucs, you built this team for this exact time of year. The only problem is, is that you relied heavily on your best player never becoming injured. And even a, a non-series or effective injury, like he wasn't out for the entire series, but he was out, uh, not, out long enough 
that what you did with Chris Middleton all year stabbed you below the belt. Like you gave Chris Middleton too much time, too much rest, and, and too many opportunities to get right so that when you needed him most, he wasn't even your second best player. He wasn't your third best player. He was a player. And you got boat raced by a team that was the eight seed. So you're lying in it. I, I appreciate Giannis's honesty in saying it wasn't a disappointment or a failure. You saw the post game. The very base, passionate about that. Yeah. I love that about him. And I think that's yeah. great. I love, you know I what I loved most? I'm going to be honest, Joel. You know what I loved most? The fact that he, he was like, you could tell he wanted to say, bro, you've never played sports in your life. You don't understand. But he goes, you know what? Let me not get personal. I really respected him for showing self-control like that. Well, you could tell he was uh, obviously really upset having just been bounced and embarrassed by an eight seed. And but you know what the other part of that, that too, Barry, is? Question two years in a row. He, he, he cares too much that he takes ownership. He knows it's on him. Yeah. He knows there's nothing he can do about falling down and hurting his, his tailbone and his back. But he knows because it happened, it's on him that his team got bounced too. So Middleton comes up this year. It's his option. If he opts in, he should. Because I don't think he's getting that money from anybody no, else. And if he doesn't, if you're the Bucks, you throw a parade and go looking for your next number two or number three. Because Drew Holiday's a capable two. Yeah. But you go get yourself a number three. You have to pay Brooke Lopez. But I, I thought it was the to. deepest team in the league. And I told you, I thought it was Suns-Bucks finals again. So the rest of the Eastern Conference is rejoicing because of one fall and one back injury. It's anybody's ball game in the East. I think I it's saw, Philly, it's Boston, and, and it's great. I saw the talking heads saying, uh, "Wow, why wasn't why wasn't uh, Giannis guarding Jimmy Butler? He should have guarded Jimmy Butler. That was the thing. I don't understand. You got to let your best player guard Jimmy Butler. One, as 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 athletic and as great as Giannis is." With a bad back, I'm not so sure that that would have been. You've got one of, if not the best defensive players in the NBA on your team in Holiday. Why would you put Giannis on him? That doesn't make sense. I think that's to you just anyways. hit it. Yeah, you hit it right on the head. I mean, if you know that Drew Holiday is all defensive team, you don't, you don't need, need to put Giannis anybody to, else on it, yeah. right? I mean, because you need help on Bam Adebayo, especially when at the times when Lopez is up. Plus, you're, he's hurt. Yeah. He just hurt his tailbone and his and his and his back. Do you think he wants to be chasing a smaller player all around the court when you rely on him so much offensively to dominate from time to time? I just I just I can't see it. I understand that some criticism is fair of Giannis because he's still not a great jump shooter. And offensively, think about the one game where Holiday was going back and forth with Butler in the game that he had fifty six, and the one time he didn't, Giannis felt like he had to get to be a part of that, and he tried a a kind of off-balance jump hook in the paint that missed badly. They ended up capitalizing. It ended up being a turning point in the game. You love your best player to take over, but offensively shooting the basketball and making offensive moves is not Giannis's forte. It's driving to the basket. It's capitalizing on his God-given long reach and his, his physicality. But when you tell him, hey, go get me a bucket on the wing facing up or go get me a bucket with a jump hook or a touch shot, I'll take a yep. lot of other people before I'll take Giannis. Yep, uh, totally agree with that. I mean, he's he's unstoppable, but what uh, one of the things that Eric Spolster talked about, and I don't know why, I, you know me, I never watched post-game press conferences. I always thought it was a waste of time. But for some reason, I was really into this because I was fascinated with the eight versus one thing and the dynamics. And I, I self-professed, I am a Eric Spolster stan. 
I said he is head and shoulders the best coach in the NBA, and it's not even close. And people were like, uh, mm. Tony Dallas was like, oh, not even close with Steve Kerr. Yeah, you think Steve Kerr's beating the Bucks eight versus one? You really think that? You really think that? Eric Spolstra, ever since LeBron and the big three left Miami, has done nothing but win in scenarios where he was not expected to win. I love me some Eric Spolstra. I thought he did another great job last night. Three of his star players fouled out in that game. Three. Any, most other teams crumble. Not Eric Spolstra. And, and, and he's the, not the best coach in the league. He, he's not yeah. just because Greg Popovich is still coaching. I see. I mean, Greg look, Popovich. I, but, but I'm saying right you now, have, Pop has the skins on the wall. But I mean, so does Eric Spolstra, actually. But but Pop has the longevity. But I'm, I'm in my opinion, Joel, right now, if we did a coaching draft, who are you taking first? I'm taking Eric Spolstra all day. He's up there, and I'm trying to think of who else would be in that conversation. I don't Monty think Williams, Doc Rivers maybe is. with the job he did in Monty Phoenix Williams or... is one that did cross my mind because yeah, Steve Kerr Nick Monty Nurse Williams, was a guy Bob... that did a lot with a little. Steve Kerr was gifted one of the greatest <sighs> rosters of talent yeah, that you could but, possibly just with the big three. But Mark or four. Jackson couldn't win with him, so you got to give no, Kerr credit. But you no, but okay, but Barry, sometimes the best NBA coaches are psychologists. You know, True. I mean, the fact that you can just get guys to table their ego and understand for the common good, it's about team. Yeah. Well, and, you know, Phil uh, Jackson, I don't think was a great X's and O's coach news news flash, but I think he was a hell of a he was a hell of a psychologist. Yeah. And he, had, he, knew, he how knew how to get, how to get to through to players. Yeah. Yeah. Which matters. And and look, you know, they, they said the big problem with Mark Jackson was his religion often took precedence over it. basketball. It was a big and part. It was it. a big turn. And he didn't people. believe in Draymond Green. And, you know, I remember the game here where the Rockets were breaking the record for most threes in a game. And Draymond Green was so out of Mark Jackson's rotation, he put him in at the end of the game to make sure he hard-fouled Chandler Parsons and anybody else so they didn't get a bucket because he was more hell-bent on playing David Lee at power forward. And it was like, bro, how'd that turn out for you? Yeah. You lost your job and Draymond Green turned out okay. Yeah. Speaking of that, let's 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 jump. Uh, we you know all credit to the Heat, and and that's going to be a fun team to watch in these playoffs. But let's talk a little bit about Golden State. In the Sacramento series, one deer and Fox's finger is obviously a problem, but really the big story to me is after Draymond got suspended and missed a game and you saw that the Warriors came back, it was told. Now, I don't know this to be true. I don't, you know, I just going off of what I read, but apparently he went to Steve Kerr and said, I should come off the bench. Did you see what we did? Bring me off the bench. I'll run with the second team, and we're a better team for it. And that's what they did. And right now, the Warriors, even though they're not up necessarily, it looks like this series is over with. Talk a little bit about Draymond and the move that he and Steve Kerr and that team have, have done. He did talk about it in the postgame press conference, and he did make mention of the fact that he was the guy that went to them and said, I love the way they started the game when I was out. I don't want to stop doing that. We need to do that. But I also think part of that was some humble pie too, where he realized I let my team down in a big way. Mm. Like whether I believe that I should have been suspended or not, my actions and the fact that I showed no remorse and I wanted to get into it with fans and I wanted to act like I was invincible, probably assured that I was getting a game. And so now I put my team in a really tough spot. I basically let them down and they had my back and they won a game that they had to win without me after I put them in a tough spot. The least I can do now is have some humble pie and do the right thing for the team 
and at least look like I'm doing the right thing for this squad, even if your heart of hearts believes you should still start. I think it was a move that not only was good of him to do, part of me says he needed to do that because he wants to stay there. His contract's coming up. Mm -hmm. And if he alienates his team, that's a horrible look. Yeah, and you know, but you know what? I, I was watching an interview with uh, Steph after the game that he missed, and maybe it was before. And he was like, "Look, I don't agree with the decision with Draymond. We've got his back. You know, we know what what he brings to the table, and um, you know, we're just going to go out there. We got to we got to move forward. And you know, he said some of the same speak at the end, but you got the vibe that he was like, eh, we're not blaming Draymond for that.'" A lot of times you do. You, that's just Draymond being Draymond, but they didn't feel like, or according to Steph at least, and I know sometimes you well, just you gotta gotta have say his back the right publicly. message. Yeah, you've yeah. got to have his back publicly. But a lot of times you replay, can just say, you know, we can't change that. We just have to move forward. But he kind of went out of his way to say it, which he didn't also have to do. So I just kind of got that vibe that maybe they really do, you know, appreciate and believe in Draymond Green on that team. Is this series well, over though, the, Joel? The, the, is is oh, go ahead. I think so. Yeah. No, I was gonna say from the Draymond perspective. Think about this, Barry. If you don't rectify it for the short term, mm -hmm. you have no long term. Like if if you don't, you need Draymond. You're limited with bigs. He's the smartest defensive big you have on the team in terms of knowing when to switch and rotate and who needs to go where. And if you have a falling out with him, you got no chance of winning another title with him even if it's just for the rest of this season. And then after the season, you address it and go, look, what you did was BS, and we're not going to tolerate that anymore. And then maybe Steph or Clay or someone else steps up and says, wasn't cool, bro, and we're not about that life. You do it then. But right now in the heat of the moment, you do whatever you can and what's never necessary to win and continue to go forward. They did what they had to do because now Draymond's in the fold. He also learned a lesson that he probably otherwise wasn't a willing to allow himself to learn Mm -hmm. And he puts you in a better spot to, to win because I told you before the playoffs, I thought it was coming down to Golden State and Phoenix. I didn't want them to play in the first round because I thought those were the two best teams. Denver looks like they're good, but they beat Minnesota. I mean, yeah. the Clippers, they kind of basically, thanks to Kawhi Leonard again, folded up a tent and went home when it looked like that could have been a hell of a series. But I think that Golden State and Phoenix, that would be a, I don't think anybody would be complaining and tickets wouldn't be a problem to, to be sold if that's what your Western Conference Finals was. My goodness. So I think we got a chance to see that as a basketball fan, and that's outstanding. But I think Golden State would, did what they had to do both with Draymond and then last night. Because they were, I told you, I just didn't know if they could win a game on the road. I knew they were going to be yeah. fine at home with or without Draymond. The fact that they won that game in a hostile environment against a team that was feeling themselves that thought, hey, we got all the momentum in the world and we're rolling – and you basically ripped their hearts out on their home floor. Yeah. Series over now to me. Golden States did what they needed to do. And again, they proved whether you like it or not. When we flipped that switch, when we got most of our, if not all of our guys, we are a very dangerous team. And to see Steph that fired up about a win, because I think Steph knew, like all of us, to go on the road and get a win, you only won 11 games all season. And in a seven-game series to go on the road and get one, which you absolutely had to do. There was just no ifs, ands, or buts about it. If the Warriors wanted to advance, they had to do the one thing they couldn't do very often, and that's to win on the road. And they got it out of the way early. They got two more games now, uh, which is, is big for them. So, you know, they come back. Well, to, but the other thing was they already knew two. Sacramento wasn't a fun place to play. But they yeah. knew if they lost that game last night, that they had serious doubts themselves, who they never doubt themselves. 
But if you lose last night, you go down 3-2, even if you feel like you can still win at home, you know a game seven in that environment with as badly as you mentioned that they play on the road, that would have been a huge uphill battle that they just avoided. They knew they had to have last night, and they did what a good team does. They got it. Yeah. All right, so we know that series is over. Golden State's moving on. You heard it here first. Um, you've got Boston up 3-2 over Atlanta. Did Trey Young just delay the inevitable? Is that what that is? Yeah. Yeah, he did. And, you know, I think he's trying to do what he has to do to try and save a spot on the roster for him next year. Because otherwise, I think he's going to be the most shopped uh, max player in the Mm. league. Mm. I think that the fact that he got his coach fired midseason and it was right after his coach had the cojones to suspend him for a game and sit him down for being late for a shoot around and not following coach's directions sent a clear message. And I think that what he did showed that, hey, whether it little too little too late or not, but he got the message that I'm not invincible. I'm not the guy that stays in Atlanta as long as I want to. And if I'm not careful, I might be playing somewhere I don't want to play next year (laughs) because he pushed it too far. You know, too many superstars that make all the money think they also make all the decisions these days. And the harsh reality and good on the team for basically saying, I'm not going to be the Texans or the Rockets or teams that hear a guy wants to be traded and just go, okay, where do you want to go and how quickly should we do this for you? They say, you know what, bro? Signed a contract. We're paying you a ton of money. Do what you're supposed to do or whether you like it or not, we'll trade you. Yeah. Yeah. And that's going to be interesting how that plays out. But I, I, I agree with you. And I think Trey was feeling himself for a guy who, looked like his career was headed in an, in a, an amazingly positive direction. Now it's sputtering. Um, but that, that series is over Los Angeles up three, two on Memphis Lakers up three, two. Um, does Memphis have what it takes? Do they have enough to, 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 to come back in this series and beat the Lakers? I want to say yes, but you're missing Brandon Clark and you're missing Steven Adams and you're missing guys that give you depth to try and take Anthony Davis out of a series that he does his best sometimes to take himself out of. Um, You you need more guys, too, that you can throw at a LeBron James. And Clark was a guy that was athletic enough and had size enough to stay with a LeBron James. I think it's the biggest concern if you're Memphis. I, I think AD is just too fragile. He, he, you can find a way to he, – he gets lost in the shuffle. But LeBron and, and Dylan Brooks should be basically chastised by his teammates because <laughs> you could have left a, a sleeping bear alone. But when yeah. you poked him, you damn well knew there weren't pleasantries when LeBron talked to him pregame either. He basically was trying to look happy while he basically told him, I'm, I'm going to show you I still got plenty left in the tank, young fella, and you probably shouldn't have done what you did. Now, last night he disappeared a little bit, but overall – I think the he biggest concern though. is once. So did Dylan Brooks. Like Dylan Brooks, yeah. you might you might have went a little too far with the you picked the wrong dude, because <laughs> now he's still shining, and you look like you are scared to death when you, you are see, booed. And did you went, see oh. when AD blocked his shot? It was so funny. AD got a monster block, sent it to the fifth row, and Dylan Brooks turned around, and it's AD and LeBron standing side by side looking at him, and he turns and he goes. And he just yep. walks away. He knew, like, I fucked up. I, I just, I fucked up. Like, there was so much LNS going on, little nut syndrome. Like, <laughs> he went and talked his tail off and then got an open, butt naked, 
practice shot from three point range, and, and he yep. airballed everything. And I was like, "Ooh, Ooh. he got him!" And my best, my yep. best, my my favorite part of it all is he tried to blame the media for villainizing him. Hey, you guys are making this out to me. No, you're the one that said I poke bears. I poke bears. Yeah, no. Well, you sometimes the rumor, bears Barry? poke back. Here's a bad rumor for you to discuss. Ooh. Do you know who people are kicking around as a potential good veteran for your Houston Rockets this oh, offseason? Oh, shit. Don't say Dylan Brooks. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, Kelly Eco no. was on my show yeah, the other day, and Kelly Eco said, now Dylan Brooks, he'd be a, one of those veterans that could be a good fit with the Rockets. I was like, Stop huh? This. Stop this, Kelly Eco. You want a guy that can't back up his bleep <laughs> yeah. talk? That- yeah. Stop it! Really, isn't all that special as a basketball player? Ooh, no. How much you pay? How much you overpaying him? Because I don't want to know that number. Because I'd really be upset Jeez. then. All right, we got questions, Joel. Let's get to them. As Let's you know, it. we do ask the hammer. It's up there. Hashtag ask the hammer in the chat. I've got a few in the queue. I'm seeing if there's any others that I might have missed. Uh, nope, that's all about Mark Jackson. So we're good. All right, here you go. Oh, Kelly Eco has time for Joel, but not Barry. No, I just stopped asking him. That's not it at all. We don't we don't fight uh, uh, about the. Oh, training. I can make that happen. No, I'm good. I got I got my NBA guy. I'm good. Right. I mean, you got the best in the business. Exactly. Why do you need Urkel? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. All right, here's a question. Hashtag ask the hammer. Does Kenyon Martin Sr. say his son is okay to stay in Houston with the new hire? He did uh, well better. Let's I'm get so tired to of hearing a Kenyon Martin yeah. Sr. Like, yeah. let the boy handle his business and stop dictating where you think he should go and what he should do and how much he should play. It turned out to be the perfect scenario for him this year because out of the blue, he just proved that he should be a part of this team going forward. Yeah. And he's going to get bad. Now, let yeah. me ask you this. Um, your thoughts on the hire. First of all, I would like to give you your flowers. You said on this very show uh, several times over the last couple of weeks, there was two names that you brought up, uh, one in particular, uh, Ime Adoka, that, that, look, this is a really good hire if they can pull this off and if they can make this happen. And uh, you said as much. You said that there was two names that if it was up to you, you'd go and look at. And you also said that you think they, they will go and look at. And, and sure enough. Well, you asked me who my who my first choice was of who I yeah. would want. And I yeah. said, as much as you're reading Frank Vogel and Nick nurse. Yeah. I think I Adoka is, should be top of the list. I think he should be the guy and I'm very happy that he is the guy. Yeah. Because so if you heard that it. press conference, I mean, first of all, everybody looking to be that drama sleuth wanted to go and press him on what happened in Boston. I thought he handled it like a pros pro, but he handled it with remorse. He said there was regret he knew that it, you know it was the wrong thing to do and he might have to at some point address it with his players. Mm-hmm. Now we're done with that. Now let's talk about from a cultural and basketball situation because I'm going to tell you this right now. And the more I heard Tillman talk, the more I believe this wasn't a Rafael Stone hire because I, mm-hmm. you and I talked about this. I think Rafael Stone still wanted a puppet he could control. And I said, and I tweeted this, the mirror image of the Texans getting D'Amico Ryan's and getting the strongest voice in the room coming from your coaching staff to change your culture and change your reputation. The, the Rockets took a page out of that book, did the same thing. The owner that I kept telling you and telling my listeners, it's time for the owner to re-engage. You're not playing Golden State anymore, and you're not making cute little quotes about kicking their ass someday and stepping on their neck. You, you disengaged when you realized how bad this team was. But the rumors, both in ownership and league circles and also in the media circles that kept saying this is a bleep show, this is a team that no one wants to play for or coach. 
you have to get re-engaged. And the first thing he did, because he said, I did my due diligence. I talked to the NBA. I talked to people. I knew Ime was the right guy for this job. That tells you Rafe might have wanted a puppet. Rafe might have wanted a guy that would have let him keep going to practices and interrupting and telling the coaches what they wanted to do and sheltering his, his number one picks. The owner said, no, screw that. I want a team that's going to sell tickets, that's going to make me money, that's going to make me look good, that's going to make this team look like a playoff team someday, and I'm getting the guy that's the right guy for the job. And that's why he got Ime Adoka, because the culture changed in the locker room instantaneously, because no, gone are the days of hiding the secrets of Kevin Porter Jr. and not yelling at number one draft picks because they were number one draft picks and their feelings get hurt when they get called out. Gone are the days like Casario on a headset are <laughs> Rafael Stone interrupting a shoot around or a practice or thinking that he's the, the smartest guy in the room. The guy with a bigger resume, with more accomplishments, working with more legendary people to be, make him right for this job, just got the head coaching job for the Rockets. And guess what, Bear? He took it. He didn't have to. Mm -mm. That tells you that whatever was going on that was culturally dysfunctional previous, the owner assured him ain't going on. And I'm sure he assured the owner, I'm not taking this job if I don't have a, the say-so. I think that's why, for so many reasons, the most important offseason in the history of this franchise got started the right way with the right coach. Uh, yeah, and that was the thing I thought about is, like, why would a guy – who could have his pick of available jobs in the NBA and maybe some that aren't even available yet based off of his pedigree coming from the Spurs, right? He was in the Spurs organization. Yes. And then going to Boston and in one year getting to the finals, it's unheard of. Like, you know, Steve Kerr, I think, was the last rookie. Uh, well, did he get to the finals his first year? I don't know if he got – I know he had a deep – I don't remember, there. but I think here's the it's other thing that's got you, you – and, and it is, but, you, it but might, here's the other thing you factor in, mm -hmm. though, with that, because first of all, you know, he played for pop, then he worked for pop, then he worked for Brent Brown, who was the, the was the assistant coach under pop in Philly, and then he got the Boston job. But here's the, 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 the tidbit, Barry, I don't think a lot of people thought about your roster's so young, they may not know who Nick Nurse is <laughs> to respect him. Yeah, they might not have known who Kenny Atkinson was when he was coaching the Nets and did a great job to respect him. They might not even know Frank Vogel because you know LeBron <laughs> pulled all the punches with a Laker team that was in the bubble and then he got fired. But they know Ime Adoka because they know who he coached and when he was in the finals and how he did what he did with a young team. That goes a long way with a young roster. Especially when, when that coach can say, oh, you think that I can coach Tatum, but I, I can't and tell him what to do, but I can't coach you? Get out of here. And and yep. I think, like you said, when you look back at it, it's a great point you made, and I, I, you wondered, like, something had to have happened because there's no reason he takes this job. There's nothing right now, right now, there is nothing sexy about the Rockets' job if you're a head coach. Nothing. Ooh, well, there is. There is because you, you got, got an overbearing GM, like you said. But you he got balls, Barry, up. and you know how much you love when you have balls. You got balls, and that means something to a head coach going, you know what, as good as when I'm comparing rosters, I'm looking at the rosters that are current, and then I look even further and I go, and wait a minute, I got a 14% chance of getting Victor Wambanyama? Yeah, okay. but that means you also have a, what, a, an 86% chance of not getting him. And that's how I would Okay, be but then that. I could get Scoot Henderson. Or I, could, I got a, I got a, a, a very huge, a large percentage chance of getting a top three pick in the NBA 
to mm. add to a young roster, to add to a, a salary cap that's going to be $60 million under, getting yeah. John Wall's money off the books. So I've got things that coaches would die for. Sometimes you get a roster, you have no money and no leeway and no draft picks. Now you get the exact opposite. you got a young roster that has not been touched. It hasn't been molded. It hasn't been coached. So to your point, the first thing I say to Jalen Green and Kevin Porter Jr. and, and Jabari Smith and Shengun is, you ain't done nothing yet because you aren't Jason Tatum and you aren't Brown and you aren't smart and you aren't the guys I've coached. So you either want to fall in line and do what I think and what I want to do, or between me and you, I think there's a pretty good chance I'm staying before you are. So you got that going for you. And then on top of it, you go, and wait a minute, I got $60 million to play with if I want some bets to come here. I've got the number one, two, or three pick in the draft. Okay, I can work with that. Well, I Toronto what, doesn't have that. Yeah, and well, and 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 the yeah, the cap space and the picks and everything else. But I think you're right. There's there's really you can build around a, a bunch of guys who players who have haven't really lived up to their draft slot yet, or. You can bring in a coach who has a proven track record and skins on the wall and build around him by moving some of these guys out and using the money. And the other thing I think that that we haven't really discussed, you mentioned, but bro, no veteran wanted to come to Houston. But now with this as with with Udoka as the head coach, you have a much better chance of getting some quality veterans that would would agree to come to this you know team and play. And the other Toronto, you ain't going there because customs sucks if you're in the NBA. Every time you go in and out of the country <laughs> to go through customs, yeah. you have no idea how badly that sucks. Think your worst TSA nightmare every time you and the team leave and come back. Secondly, taxes. No yeah. NBA guy wants to play in Canada because of the taxes if you're a US citizen. Thirdly, you don't know what that roster has and what it's going to be and there's a ton, you don't have any cap room. Van Vliet and some of Gary Trent Jr., some of these guys are sucking up money that yeah. now they want to try and unload and find a taker for, which is going to make your roster worse before it gets better. Detroit, I'm sorry. Houston <laughs> wins that 10 times out of 10. There's not enough deodorant in the world to try and put it on that armpit and tell me that it, it smells better <laughs> than Houston. So of those three jobs, and they had to act fast now too because Udoka had a relationship with Masai Uriji in, in Toronto. And so when you got Nick Nurse on your list, you ran the risk of taking Udoka off your list because of their relationship. So you had to, you had to jump real quick before there was a chance. And so it was a, it was a win-win for both parties. Udoka probably got more money because of it. And the Rockets got their guy and didn't have to worry about being in a bidding war with Toronto. So it works out. But you're right. From a player perspective, now we're really going to see as a Rockets fan, this is why you want him. He's a defensive-minded coach. Yeah, he's gonna make these young kids play defense. There ain't no more getting no. Back, back on D when you miss a shot or, yeah. or complaining to an official that you got fouled. And so if you go- don't do what he said, he's not afraid to sit your ass down like Silas was. And there goes those hardened to te- to the Rockets rumors because he ain't playing defense. Hey, real quick before we bounce because I gotta go. Uh, Terrell one forty five. By the way, thank you for the follow. He said, "Hey, look at Joe. I didn't know you were running on other Twitch channels." And then he later said, "I love me some Joe Blank." So there you go, man. Um, got the fans. I run with my in, boy Joe. Barry anytime. Hey, uh, where can the people find you, Joe? Where can they find you online? 
Well, my address, oh, the, no, those guys know your address. I ain't giving them mine. Um, I'm at, at Pac-Man Joel, like it says on the screen. Yep, at um, Joel, I'm at okay. ESPN 97.5 from noon to 3, which you can also tune in and check out and do. And then I'm also on the gram and a few other places. But I'm here Thursdays at around 4.15 p.m. on Barry on Dick. All right. Uh, I love you, buddy. Thank you so much. I, I it, Good luck. Anytime, bro. Draft night with the Packers. And uh, uh, let's hope the Texans no. don't screw this up, right? No, the Packers already screwed it up. I'm just going to watch and learn. <laughs> buddy, I appreciate you. That's Anytime, buddy. Show. Y'all make sure you go follow, man. Always great to get the best in the business coming in here, giving us NBA and more when asked to do so. Uh, that's my guy, man. I appreciate him so much. Hey, thank you for all the, the new follows. Thank you to everybody that joined the show for the first time. Thank you to my OGs. Thank you to those of you that have been here forever. And the new ones, man. I love y'all to death. Uh, I appreciate you. Happy draft night. Enjoy that and the games. I will see y'all on Monday. Remember, we don't do shows on Fridays around here, but we're here Monday through Thursday, 2 to 5 p.m. I'll see y'all on Monday. Uh, Enjoy the draft. Have a great weekend. Bye. Oh, wait. I almost forgot to do my ending. Hey, uh, I'll see you Monday. Do me three favors. Be safe. I got to pee so bad. Be safe. Be kind. Love each other. I'm literally about to piss my pants. Yes, go Roughnecks. Go Texans. Go Rockets. Go Astros. Bye. I can't wait. Eddie's making a YouTube video.